I told you, he did that shit. Guilty as fuck. Guilty as fuck. You what we call a tender dick nigga. You, 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 you what we call a tender dick nigga. I caught, I, I caught a plane out to Cleveland late last evening. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We are back. We are back. Had to hit all the jobs. Look, it's a funny thing. Uh, me and Figgy had a conversation last podcast about how maybe we should take the Astro stuff out. Because it was looking like they was gonna miss the playoffs or at least get in the wild card game. Hey man, hey, we still proved good. us wrong. They don't they don't got in by the skin of their teeth, but they got into the playoffs. They won a division, and now we look like some damn haters for not <laughs> believing in them. Hey, we still good so far, man. We still good. <laughs> <laughs> we still good, man. We got a good chance right now. <laughs> Still accurate. Hey, we gotta. We we probably gotta edit it though. We gotta put some CJ Stroud in there, man. Yeah, okay. I think so. I think so. I I don't think it's too early now. You think it's too early now? No, no. <laughs> let's get into that. Fuck it. Now yeah. let, let's get into that right now, man. Because now I'm hyped and excited for <laughs> for Houston sports. Jim and Jukes podcast. You know what it is, man. Ryan Rocket, Figgy Fig, back at it doing a damn thing. A lot to talk about in this podcast. A new Drake album drop. We're gonna break that down in a minute. A lot of other stuff going on in hip-hop and culture and sports. All that stuff we usually talk about. We're going to talk about it today. But for now, to satisfy, and uh, we maybe we've got to wait for all the Texans fans to get in, because I know they're going to come in later and be like, did y'all talk about the Texans yet? <laughs> so we we doing it now. And if, sorry if you're missing it. 
because we we starting off with it, but I'm excited, so we go into that right now. So uh, let's talk about it, man. The Texans uh, won, handily beat the Steelers. Um, C.J. Stroud is looking like the man. He's getting all this national attention. Uh, eyeballs are looking, man. Eyeballs yeah. are looking nationwide. Everybody looking at this QB draft class. And wait a minute, C.J. Stroud suddenly is ahead of the pack. Mm-hmm. By far, uh, without question. You know, he, he's getting interviewed on the Pat McAfee show. He's getting nationwide attention. He's getting looks on uh, the major sports shows, everybody talking about him. And the Texans are looking like a uh, a dark horse, man. They're looking like a dark horse to uh, make some noise and maybe win division, maybe get in the playoffs, maybe make a little noise, man. I don't know. I don't know, especially when this line get healthy. But especially when everybody come back and is at full power and full strength, I don't know. Figgy, what do you think about this uh, Houston Texans uh, team so far and their win last week against the Steelers? Where, number one, you were there at the game, right? Yes, I was there. I was there. Okay. Um, what, was the, what was the energy like, man? The energy was up, man, because it was J.J. Watt there. He got inducted into the Texans' ring of honor. So uh, it was a lot of positive vibes, a lot of love around but uh the one thing that bothered me a little bit and it's credit to them too because they travel well but Steelers fans was they they yeah, low-key took yeah. over man it was it was very uncomfortable but I will say they travel they travel well as the as the uh, uh Dallas Cowboys fans mm-hmm. so I wasn't too upset with it but it's still troubling man because a lot of people, man, this this is one thing I hate, too. I, I get it, but I hate it at the same time. So a lot of people that are uh, season, tickets hold, season ticket holders, th- this game was a very popular game, and I'm sure the sales went up through the roof on this game, and a lot of people that got season tickets probably sold their tickets to, like, Steeler fans and stuff like that yeah. that was coming in. And... It, I, I understand, man, make that money, but it still suck because it's like, damn, like this crowd is like 60% Steeler fans, man. And it sounds like a home game. But the good thing is I felt like it didn't affect the Texans on the field. So they they kind of sent them packing early. And I, I listened to most of the game um <laughs> with Mark Vandermeer. Like mm-hmm. And um, they were hype, man. They were on one, man. They yeah. were feeling it. <laughs> uh, Andre Ware was calling out right, all these radio <laughs> hosts. <laughs> we felt like he was talking to John Lopez. We actually talked about that on the show, too. Because I didn't... Oh, the, <laughs> <laughs> the haters. Yeah. because I didn't realize, I guess Lopez at some point said, Damian Pierce ain't the same running back from last year. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Andre Ware uh, addressed. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, he talking about you. <laughs> yeah, he he kind of went in. Andre Ware, he's been on one this season, man. I'll say that much. <laughs> um, and he, it was funny because he actually had to call the game because Mark Vandermeer did the you know, the halftime thing yeah. with um uh, with JJ Watt, so he had to leave before the end of the second uh, quarter oh, before okay. halftime started. Okay, so it was actually Andre Ware doing play by play. And John Harris on the sideline doing color commentary for a couple plays. And it was funny because it was looking like the Texans were going to score a touchdown. Mm -hmm. And I just know – I didn't talk to Mark about it, but I know he was upset 
because I know he wants to be like on every Texans big play call. Yeah. And I know he was seething going down like, oh shit, something big's about to happen. I'm gonna miss it. <laughs> but uh no, nah, it, it was it was fun. It was a fun atmosphere for the booth and everything. Yeah. Everybody working, man. Yeah, it was a blast, man. I think they needed this win. Now Pittsburgh, they're not that good as far as a roster. So, um, but I I did think it would be like a low scoring game and they'd be in it. Yeah, it's just strictly off of Mike Tomlin, but that game wasn't even close, man. <laughs> they they pretty much embarrassed the the Pittsburgh Steelers. So um, I'm super excited, man. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Stroud is the man. Look, I hate to say it, man. I know Deshaun Watson was dynamic <laughs> his first couple games here until he got hurt. Mm-hmm. But man, I f- I I have a better feeling about this situation than I did. The uh, Deshaun situation, man. It seemed like it seemed like the the arrow is pointed straight up, man. Like this ain't even the beginning of it. I mean, this is this is before the beginning, man. Ain't nobody expect this, so I think it could get better than this. So I'm super excited, man. Yeah, me too, man. I I was trying to play cautious. I didn't want to get my hopes up last week. I was like, let's see what happens this week. Like I said, it was a game they should win on paper, but I just wasn't sure. And and honestly, in the history of the Texans, they 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 tend to lose games like this, man. These yeah. big games where something important is going on, and it's a team you think they could be able to beat, but then something just goes horribly wrong and they can't recover. Yeah. Um, but fuck it, man. I've seen enough. <laughs> I, I've bought in on CJ Stroud, man. He's the man. <laughs> He's the man. Deshaun who? Deshaun who? Hey. I'm over it, man. He's like the ex, the ex that you don't forgot about once because you got a batter bitch. Yeah. <laughs> For real, man. You're like, why was I even chipping over that girl, man? Yeah. So and, it's over. Yeah. And they and look, man, let's be they got lucky on this, man. Yeah. This was luck because I ain't think I thought it was gonna be a minute before they found the quarterback as good as Deshaun. Mm-hmm. And it only took like what two years? <laughs> it took two years to get a a, a quarterback, and he looked he looked like he the franchise quarterback, and yeah. had the potential to be better in all ways. Like he like that's the thing. C.J. Stroud. The thing between Deshaun Watson and C.J. Stroud, Deshaun was a little more flashy, and he'd give you the highlight reels, uh, like plays that you'll never see ever. But C.J. Stroud, to me, I, I just felt like he just put the ball where it needs to be. He's smooth mm-hmm. with it. He's not reckless. Because Deshaun, he got a lot of crazy plays, good plays, but he also got some bad, crazy plays where you be yeah. like, oh, my God, like, why you ain't throw the ball away? I feel like you won't get that from C.J. Stroud. So um, I'm super excited, man. I, I, I'm super excited. And even, even if the Texans don't make the playoffs or anything, let's say it, you know they still have an okay year, but don't they don't make it? Dog, they they still got the first round pick next year. You can look, man. I'm super. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but dog, I'm I'm super excited, man. This team is fun to watch. They are, man. It's been a long time since we could say that. You know, yeah. my whole thing is, I watch football as any entertainment. You know, I just want to see fun games. I want to see scoring. I don't want to see a. a Low scoring, defensive, just bullshit going on. I want to see scoring. I don't see highlights, and you get that right now with this Texans team, man. You got explosive players like Nico Collins and Tank Dell just flying over the field, making crazy plays, man. 
CJ Stroud just getting better and better every game. You can yeah. see him fixing his mistakes and just learning as he goes. That's that's crucial, man. So I'm very excited now. I'm bought in on CJ Stroud, man. Fuck it. All the reservations are gone. <laughs> fuck it. He's already uh, fuck it. Uh, everybody else is bust. Okay. <laughs> Anthony Richardson bust. Everybody is a bust but him in this draft class. Uh, Bryce is a bust. We <laughs> we off that now. Yeah. CJ Stroud is the future of the NFL, man. <laughs> and I'm here for it. So uh very very good win, very important win for the team, man. I love to see hear the uh the uh it was funny because we did the uh, the locker room interview and you could tell I don't know what they were it might have been the young boy or something playing in the in the <laughs> locker room after the win, dog. The bass was turned way loud up and it was just crazy, man. And uh Mark said something on the uh, on the call. He was like you know, whenever the base is that loud, you know it was a good win. <laughs> so that's true. I liked it. I like I like that vibe with the team, man. I like uh, the way CJ is talking. Look, when 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 a, a a rookie quarterback is playing well, like that's the most real you'll get them in these conferences, man. I feel yeah. like it was the same with Deshaun. Like the the best we really bought into him with those conferences and the stuff he was saying after yeah. the games and when you're a rookie like this is this is that special time when you get the most genuine version of that player yeah yeah and where I they're still new to the nfl they still remember not having shit they still remember being a fan so they know how we feel as fans they're not jaded yet they haven't been booed they haven't gotten the media criticism so we got to enjoy this while it lasts man yeah because he might not be like this forever yeah in terms of uh <laughs> what he says about the fans and the media yeah. and all that. So, yeah, I'd I think, appreciate the it. The thing is, I think he's super genuine, man, because I look, I ain't gonna front. I thought Deshaun was genuine too. Yeah. And he could be, I don't know, but it seemed like he's, it seemed like CJ Stroud is not really media trained. He's not like a robot because a lot of these mm -hmm. players are like robots where they say the same thing. Yeah, you, you know, we want to put on for our fans and, you know, we got to play to our best of our ability. To, they, it seemed like they just went to a class to say this in front of the media and yeah. don't be yourself. It seemed like CJ is himself. He like, man, I want to win for the fans, man. I'll be mad when my team lose. Mm -hmm. and he's just like real open and honest. Yeah. So I, I was wondering, like, so early on, remember, it took a while for them to put CJ up at the podium. I wonder why I wonder why they was kind of holding back a little bit. It's because it seemed like they was trying to protect them a little bit. Could probably, probably. But um, I don't know. Like, I know that's the past, but like, no, nah, he really seemed genuine. Yeah. He, he it, it seemed like he's not like media trained where you gotta say all these cliches and the same stuff every other quarterback say. So I'm happy, man. I'm I'm and I'm I mean I me too, man. I'm also glad that old uh, Ohio State quarterbacks ain't, <laughs> ain't never anything. Yeah, we got to call. Who who was that talking that mess? It might have been drunk, maybe. I think it was drunk in these, uh, <laughs> who was telling us on our podcast that yeah. I, don't, I don't know about these OSU quarterbacks, man. I don't know. Yeah. They never pan out in the NFL. I'm like, man, what difference does that make, dog? Yeah. So finally, that narrative has been, I mean, I know it's still early, but it seems like that narrative has been put to rest now. We see he's balling. Yeah. So speaking of too early, man, I gotta look. I gotta say, uh, I was looking at some stats of the top five or top ten quarterbacks that mm -hmm. uh, I guess touchdowns wise, 
And I think it's like CJ Stroud and Justin Fields. <laughs> they like mm. right behind each other as far as like throwing touchdowns or something like that. So Ohio State on the I, look right yep. now, we have to put Ohio State on the map as far as the quarterback, <laughs> the quarterback school. I didn't see the uh, the Bears game this week, but uh, I, I think Justin Fields is doing better, man. His last two games was pretty good. Last couple of games, he's been improving. Everybody's ready to write him off after the first game. You know, he yeah. looked like ass. And to be fair, he looked like ass all last season, pretty much, except against the Texans. But yeah. <laughs> he looked like ass pretty much all season. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm glad to see him bounce back in and look good on national TV, man. So, yeah. Uh, Shit, I, I, I'm happy for it, man. It's a good look. Happy for the city. Happy for everybody who's uh, rooting for this Texans team. It's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a good feeling to be excited about Houston sports. You know, we got uh, the Rockets. I don't know how they're going to look, but hopefully, you know, we got a, uh, hopefully Amen or Amen, however you say his fucking name. Amen hopefully Thompson. it works out, man. Hopefully we yeah. have all our Houston teams on the hey. up and up this year. Hey, if you look at Rockets Twitter and, um, our boy Walker, Kevin Walker, man, mm-hmm. I'm in Thompson, look like Jesus Christ. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> no wonder his name, I'm in. Because <laughs> yeah. he's Jesus Christ <laughs> with a basketball, man. But I mean, they said this. I mean, Rockets Twitter, <laughs> it's hard to take them seriously, man, because I feel like they still feel that way about Jalen Green. And I'm like, look, at some point, we got to be honest about this dude, man. I, he ain't the future of the team. He, he'll be a... I think you'll be a solid role player, <laughs> but the way they they was hyping him up like he was going to be Kobe too, yeah. And <laughs> it's comparing him to Kobe. He is not going to be that dog. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. I think he been getting so. the pass. He he only been getting the pass because of the coach. Mm-hmm. So now you got a real coach. You got a real good coach. So it'd be interesting to see how he plays. <laughs> yeah. So. Man, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think, he, look, I don't want to sound sus. I know I'm going to get a AO from Mason Cameron. <laughs> but I feel like people give him a pass because they think he's handsome, dog. <laughs> I feel like that's, that has something to do with the leeway they've been giving him. If you look like Draymond Green, I feel like we want to trade this dude pronto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's just my thought on it, man. Because even... My mom be making comments when she was looking at the game because I was at the game once and she was trying to see if she could see me. She's like, who's that pretty dude on the team? I'm like, I already know who you're talking about. You're talking about Jalen Green, huh? So, <laughs> so I don't know, man. We'll see how that team looks, but it's looking good for the Astros and the Texans. Um, good to hear. Uh, I don't know. Just excited for the football season. Now, I got to admit, though, because everybody's talking about how it's crazy that the Texans don't have a nationally televised game and people want the uh, are wondering and kind of hoping that the Texans get flexed in um, at some point. I don't think they can flex until pretty late in the season, but people are wondering if the Texans keep it up, will they get flexed, you know, for one of these shitty teams? Now, I think the Jets might have some more primetime games that they got to get rid of. So, um, I got to be honest, man. I don't want them to get flexed. Me either, man. For a primetime game. <laughs> Me either. Mainly I'm... because I don't want to work it. But <laughs> <laughs> not just that, okay? <laughs> not just that. Uh, I feel like the Texans should stay low and build. Me too. Okay? Me too. Stay quiet. Stay quiet. Everybody just shh. Yep. Remember the memes a few years ago about staying low and build? 
Yeah. Stay low and build with your girl. Yeah. <laughs> stay off the gram. Yeah. That's, this Texans team got to stay low and build, bro. Yeah. Uh, everybody keep it on the low. Keep it on the down low like the great, no, I'm not going to say the great R. Kelly, but R. Kelly said. Yeah. <laughs> keep it on the down low, man. Or, or, I, I, lay low like just, Nate, dog. <laughs> <laughs> keep it on the down low. I don't, I don't, don't make a big spectacle of it. Just creep into the, uh, the division, win the division, and then the spotlight will be on and er- take everybody by surprise. See the but, see the thing is, man. People, the spotlight is low key on us already, man. Like, yeah, uh, CJ on Pat McAfee, um, D'Amico Ryan's on part of my take. These players are all over the place, man. They the, they the crush, they the flavor of the month right now. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be hard. I don't think they're gonna get flexed in so far, but next year they definitely gonna have some prime time games, or at least a Thursday night football oh, definitely. game. I surprised. You know what? I'm surprised they don't have a Thursday night football. I thought every team have one. No, they changed that. Yeah. Um, I think they changed that pretty recently. So now you don't have to. It's not a requirement for every team to have a Thursday night or whatever game. So I I wasn't mad at it, man. Number one, I think it's just way more convenient. Not even just from a working perspective. Like, it's it's good to just know your team is playing on noon every Sunday. Yeah. Easier to make plans around it. Just... Thursday games are weird, man. It's weird yeah. to attend a Thursday game. People got to work and shit. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's, it's an awkward time to have a football game, honestly. Um, I like the Sunday noon starts, um, and I'd rather just keep it that way. But, um, yeah, I think people want to talk about C.J. Stroud because there's no other quarterback in his class to talk about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson I ain't looking too good. Yeah. Man, so... Everybody, he's he's a hot topic right now, and um, I don't know that with the quarterback play being what it is, what it's been this season. You know, he's a standout star in terms of surprises. So, I mean, he's a hot topic for now. We'll see how it goes going forward. But I don't want to see them flex, man. Stay low and build, Houston Texans. Show them why you why they fucked up by not putting y'all on prime time. Stay yeah. low and build, and let's see what happens this season, man. I, I don't want to see them get flexed. I don't want to see I, that. I agree, man. I agree. Just stay low and build, man. And then <laughs> next year, come out <laughs> guns blazing. Yep. <laughs> yep. Shit. Next year going to suck, man. They're going to have a Monday night game, a Sunday night game, a yep. Thursday night game. They're going to have the whole game, and I'm going to be looking at this. Yep. going to be pissed. Yeah. They're going to mess around. I had one on Saturday. They're going to flex one to a Saturday, <laughs> a random ass Saturday game. <laughs> They're gonna probably oh, play in rem- London. Oh yeah, fuck hey, that. Re- remember they um uh, uh remember they I think they supposed to be doing a Black Friday <laughs> game too. Not the Texans, but the NFL. Remember they yeah, doing some type yeah, of Black Friday? Yeah, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They don't they don't took over Christmas from the NFL from the NBA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they taking over Black Friday now. Yeah, it's uh it's wild, man. They 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 they're taking over. So yeah, next yeah. year gonna be hell, but uh, stay stay low, Houston Texans. Just yeah. keep, keep stay building. Low and build. <laughs> stay low and build, man. So uh yeah, good good to see the team is doing well, man. Good time to be a sports fan in Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. It, I feel like that PTSD that everybody have has in this city is starting to go away. Yeah. Um no more arguing on Twitter and, <laughs> and fighting. Man, everybody, it, you know, there's that everybody in a good mood now, man. Everybody, yeah. everybody, the vibes is everybody breaking down tape on how good all these players look and 
all these positive yep. stats. Like it, it been a good move, man. I, the it last is, two man. last two Mondays I came to work, it was it was real good, man. Yep. I saw the uh, the Stroud boy memes too, man. I thought that was pretty funny. I think some people didn't like it, but I thought it was pretty funny, man. So, <laughs> so it's just, just it's a good time to be a sports fan, man. It's always good when a when a team is doing well. The vibes are just better. Yeah. People are less toxic on Twitter in general when the team is doing well. So good to hear, it, man. Good to good to hear everybody's in a good mood. Yeah. So. Uh, with that being said, it's time to get into some uh, new music releases. Of course, we got to start out with the biggest release probably of the year, uh, we'll say. Uh, Drake has dropped, finally, after like a month of teasing it, um, has dropped his new album, For All the Dogs. Um, And I got to look up. I think it's like 23 tracks. Let me look it up. It's like an hour. It's like an hour. Yeah, it's like an hour and forty minutes, man. Uh, all right, let me pull it up. It is uh twenty three tracks, an hour and twenty four minutes. It has features from Tizo, Touchdown, Twenty One Savage, J Cole, Yeet, Two Songs with SZA, Party Next Door, Chief Keith, Bad Bunny, Sexy Red, and Lil Yachty. So some surprising features, some like 21 Savage, you just expected at this point. So um, I got to say, maybe it's just my side of Twitter and social media. I've seen people be uh, pretty down on this album, man. Mm. A lot of criticism, criticism and critique. I don't know. Maybe it's just my timeline of old heads just <laughs> hating on something. But uh, I've seen a lot of critique and... Um, uh, commentary on Drake's subject matter. Um, he's also said pretty much right after this album came out, um, and it didn't come out at midnight. It came out at like 6 a.m. or some weird time. And he mentioned that he's going to take a break from music to focus on his health. And he mentioned something about a, an issue with his stomach. I don't know what it is, but he made it seem like it was serious enough to take a break from music and kind of focus on getting better. So hope hope our uh, hope hope he uh, recovers from whatever that is, man. Because you know health issues ain't no joke, especially when you get older. So yeah. hope all is well on that end. But with that being said, it's time to break down this album and shit on it. So <laughs> <laughs> so Figgy, what were your thoughts on this new Drake album for all the dogs? All right, so I listened to this whole album, man. I um I uh, remember all the songs I like, and um. <laughs> So the first track, uh, Virginia Beach, I kind of I talked I talked to you about this before the podcast. I kind of got excited because mm-hmm. Virginia Beach and uh, Pusha T is from Virginia Beach. He also about Virginia Beach, so I'm like, oh man, when if he start this album off with a diss song to Pusha T, like that would be epic because you know some of the greatest albums and uh, or some of the top notch albums in history. Their intros was always top tier, man. A, a lot of rappers don't make top tier intros anymore. Yeah, it's just be like a regular song. But if he would have started this, this album off with a disc to push a T, I would have been like, oh, like he ain't playing from. I would arr, 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 for all the dogs. Mm-hmm. But it it was the total opposite, man. Where I'm like, what the, f-? <laughs> like okay, this is an R and B song. All right, 
But uh, I ain't really care for that song. It I, I didn't wake up until I want to say it was the song Daylight. Daylight, I was just kind of like, okay, okay, this is Drake I like. I thought that song was okay. Um, first person, fir- first person shooter. I thought that song was cool. I, I, I'm starting to like J Cole more. And I want to yeah. ask you, I want to ask you a question about uh, J Cole once I finish, once we finish wrapping this up. But mm-hmm. uh, I thought that song was cool. Um, I like the, I like the Drake and Yeet song. I thought that song was all right. Um, I feel like it could have been a little better, but. I was fine with it, man. It, it seemed like Drake kind of went to Yeet's level on this song. So that's something I appreciate. Um, And then it was like a long stretch where I'm like, eh, nope, nope, nope. It wasn't until I got to number 15, uh, What Would Pluto Do? And I actually like that song, man. <laughs> that's a song I typically uh, really don't, care for from like that's not the type of uh drake song i really care for but this one i really like i'm like i I actually enjoyed this song man because it wasn't like a rapidy rap song but i actually enjoyed this song um drake and chief keith i was kind of excited to hear how this was this was gonna be but i I was a little disappointed man (laughs) i was expecting um drake to kind of do what he did with yeet and kind of, you know, get maybe get a song from Chief Keith and hop on that. But um I, I was a little disappointed with that, man. I ain't really care for it. Um I heard 8 a.m. in Charlotte a couple days ago. Um, uh, I thought that song was cool. I liked I enjoyed that song. Um BBL Love. I actually enjoyed, <laughs> I actually enjoyed that. I don't think I would go back to it. But that's a song I did. I actually listened through the whole thing. I ain't skip it. Um, after the Rich Baby Daddy, <laughs> I feel like this was a funny song. Uh, I enjoy Sexy Red a lot. We'll talk about Sexy Red in a minute. But um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that song. But that's a song I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that in the Serato, man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't save this song at all. But. I just kind of enjoy. It seemed like one of those funny ass songs that you got to do, that you might have been joking around making this song, but the song ended up being hot. So I enjoyed that song. Um, I like the song with Lil Yachty, "Another Late Night." I thought that song was cool, but after that, man, that was it. That was pretty much it, man. And like you said earlier, your timeline wasn't too favorite <laughs> about this album. I barely saw my timeline talking about the album, man. It's just it was just another day, man. <laughs> like if I was strictly on Twitter, I wouldn't even know the Drake album dropped. I only seen maybe like three people talk about the album. Outside of that, that was it, man. So um, yeah, I know I know we usually play the game um uh what uh pig pig pen or qualified uh. I, I want us to play the game. Is this for all the dogs or is this for all the pups? <laughs> I got to say, man, this might be for all the pups. <laughs> this ain't for all the dogs, man. This is for all the pups. I mean, when I think of dogs and rap, I think of DMX, okay? <laughs> and this definitely ain't for, this ain't no DMX quality music, 
Okay, <laughs> this is something else. Yeah. So uh yeah, definitely a more pup pup music than it is anything <laughs> else. But hey man, or some emotional dogs, maybe. You know, the dogs who bark a lot but then cry when uh <laughs> when somebody run up on them. So these for all the lap dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Little these, tiny for, dogs. For all the Yorkies. <laughs> <laughs> it's this a tender dick nigga album. <laughs> You you, 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 what we call a tender dick nigga. <laughs> but yeah, um, man. I wouldn't look, man. I think if he called this song like Lover Boy or something like that, it, which he already did, Certified Lover. If this was Certified Lover Boy too, then I probably would understand it. I would be like, okay, this this ain't for all the dogs. <laughs> this ain't the this ain't the album for the dogs. But this one, I'm like, all right. We got to get a full rap album from Drake. And um, I think I got to a point where I'm not even looking for that anymore, man. Because if he if, if he wanted a full rap album, he would have been gave us a full rap album. This been, it's going on 15 years. So that ain't, I don't think that's coming unless he, unless he get desperate or something like that. But nah, man, I just, I just don't see it. And, um, and uh, piggyback on our conversation last week about <laughs> how we didn't appreciate the past <laughs> until right now. Like, do you feel like the old Drake is better than the new Drake now? I feel like la- like s- some early Drake. I, f- I f- maybe maybe he was a little more hungry then and a little more motivated. But I was listening to a couple Drake uh, a couple Drake joints. I want to say a couple of days ago, just randomly. And I'm like, damn, this ain't bad. <laughs> I used to criticize Drake a lot, man. I think I used to criticize him strictly off of the singing and rapping because back then you couldn't sing and rap. You can't, <laughs> you can't be rapping all tough and all this stuff and then sing. That wasn't really, it wasn't a lot of hybrid rappers back then. But when I listened to it, I'm like, damn, he actually was pretty good, man. He pretty good, but I feel like we don't have that right now from Drake. Maybe because he's not really that motivated, but I feel like I ain't really appreciate the old Drake back then. <laughs> um, I think he's a, I would say he's a better rapper now than he was back then. Um, I think the thing is, it, it sounded fresher back in the day. Um, but also I think early Drake used a lot of those corny punchlines, that that kind of format that was popular with the Lil Wayne's and all that. Um singing has always been what it is, man. I'm not gonna yeah. get on the Drake singing, you know, it's always been what it is. Yeah. But I would say, look, Chicago Freestyle is probably one of my favorite Drake songs. And that just came out recently, like a few years ago. Yeah. So I think in terms of rap ability, he's gotten stronger. Um, but of course, the hunger, I think the the issue with him now is it's it seems like he's more clout chasey in terms of copying flows, copying, and it's more obvious now. It used to be he just rapped like Drake, and Drake yeah. kind of had his own style. Now it's like he's dra- rapping like Nardo Wick. He's rapping like 21. He's rapping like future. Like he's he's switching the flows and styles up. He's kind of like game now. Yeah. You know, where he switches the flows and styles up to whatever's hot. Yeah. Instead of just giving you a whole album of just Drake. 
rapping like Drake does. So with that being said, I pretty much agree with your, with your take, man. Um, I'll say this much, though. My expectations for a Drake album have, like, drastically in terms of what they used to be. Um, now I know what Drake is. Drake is, like, ordering from McDonald's, man, or ordering from Whataburger at this point. You know, like, you know what you're going to get. And you, you can, you can whatever he tiles his album or his songs, you can try to convince yourself that it's going to be something like, like I mentioned before the podcast, he had us all full that song tank forever. Yeah. And then he that that song comes out and it is nothing like a Wu-Tang song. What up, Mark Nash? Uh, see you on the YouTube comments, man. What's going on? Hope you're doing well, man. What up, man? We um... just breaking down this damn Drake album and talking about <laughs> when you getting on our old head shit. <laughs> I mean, he's the old head too, to be fair. So shit. But um, so yeah, we're I mean. As far as Drake albums go, I, I know what I'm going to get. I know I'll get a, at least a couple songs of good rapping, some shit I'll say, maybe two, three songs that I will go back to, and the rest are just cool to listen to once or just skip-worthy, which is typically all the uh, R&B songs <laughs> for me. Yeah. I'm just hitting hard skip as soon as I hear that slow... <laughs> uh, yeah, (laughs) crying over hoes and passive aggressive comments about how you bought all these women's shit and they still left you i don't care man so (laughs) he says nasty likes in a way in the room appreciate that bro uh so yeah uh as far as this drake album goes man is what i expected honestly it's some good lyricism um the first song I really was getting into was a 21 Savage song, man. I think that's a pretty good collab that they got going um, with with the Her Loss that came out last year. And just they're they're pretty good. They're what Rick Ross and him used to be. I guess him and Rick Ross don't collab much anymore since Rick Ross, I guess, did some songs with Pusha T. Maybe they got beef now or something going on. But I feel like that's the new, the new partner for him, the 21 Savage little connection. And I like that song. What I really hate, though, that, that I still can't believe is a thing in music. These long-ass interludes where it's like a skit in the middle. Oh, yeah. That shit drove me crazy on that song, man. <laughs> because I was damn near about to skip it. But I'm like, wait a minute. 21 hasn't, hasn't rapped yet. Yeah. So I had to fast forward. There's like a one-minute long rant by some woman talking about some shit. I don't even know what it's from. Maybe a meme or a TikTok or something. But... It's a long ass interlude in the middle of the song that killed me. Yeah. So when it actually gets to 21 Savages part, it's actually fire. But yeah. it takes a long time to get there, and I'm sick of that. So anything that that really annoys me, man, because that sidebar again, I was go, going back to 1994. I was listening to uh, Ready to Die and that One More Chance song. I love that song, the original version of One More Chance. But it has like a minute and 30 seconds of voicemails from these women. And I'm like, couldn't that have been a skit before the song? Yeah. Why do I have to fast forward? Imagine if you had a CD. Yeah. No, people had (laughs) to fast forward with that. Yes. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear a minute and 30 seconds of women complaining on a voicemail on an album. You know the worst thing, sidebar, I'll, I'll let you get back to what you were saying, but... This this used to always happen with Killer Season, the album. 
Mm-hmm. And the first track was they had forty. It, it, like before we get into the album, we got go to my man Forty Cal, and there was a song before the the Killer Season intro. Yes, the you know how many times people used to skip past this part <laughs> to get to the to the Killer Season intro. I'm like, man, Killer, why did you put that right there, man? And no disrespect yeah. to Forty Cal, but. Come on, man! Like we ain't trying to listen. It was to such 40 a hardy. Imagine if the if the album just started off with that, man. Yeah. Killer. That shit would have been so hard. But now you got to skip past these yeah. dusty New York bars. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want nothing to me, nothing to me, nothing to me now. <laughs> and see, I would have probably, I would appreciate that song can feel somewhere else in the album. Yeah, but to kick off the album, I'm just that like, song oh. was ass, man. I'm sorry, Forty Cal was trash. She was like, they make hummus and brown. No, I shitting on them. <laughs> fucking get that shit out of here, man. You want to hear Cam? Okay, enough of y'all fucking uh, extra dipset people who who weren't part of the main cast, man. We don't want to hear y'all. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, back to your uh, your long skit rant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sick of it, man. And it drove me crazy. Uh, Mark Nash says 25 songs, one hour, 25 minutes runtime is a long album. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, I was doing cardio this morning and did, I, for an hour and listened to the Drake album and thought I would be done with it by the end of my cardio. And I had like five, six more songs to go. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so that shit killed me. He also says, I, I like Drake's raps, not the biggest fan of singing songs. See, I feel like a lot of people feel that way, man. Yeah. But he must have a, he, people must enjoy it because he keeps making it and he yeah. keeps selling all these records. So it must be working. Yeah. I just don't see anybody who likes it. Um, and he also asked, what do you think about the album cover? Look, another point I want to make about this album. Um, I, I can appreciate a man loving his son you know, especially a black man loving his son, you know, asterisk black man. <laughs> but, <laughs> I didn't want to say nothing. Look, I didn't want man, to go that, down that, that rabbit hole. <laughs> that, that baby is like a quarter black. Let's be real. But <laughs> I can I, I appreciate the fact that he loves his son. He puts his son in the videos. But he laid it on a little thick. And the album cover actually... If it was anybody else, I'll be like, what are you doing? But for Drake, it was better than a fucking uh, certified lover boy album cover. I'll <laughs> say that much with all the pregnant emoji women on it. Yeah. Or the Her Lost album cover with the chick close up of whoever the fuck that was, man. The girl was from Houston, too. <laughs> it was yeah. some girl from Drake, Houston. Drake, Drake is awful at album covers. That's one thing that really, really has never held against him, but I think it should be, except for Take Care. Which is a yeah. great album cover. Maybe yeah. nothing was the same. Was okay. Everything else has been either mediocre to trash in terms of album covers. Man, yeah. you can argue that nobody cares about it anymore, but I do. Yeah, you know, if you buy a that, that's what makes you want to buy a vinyl, a dope album cover. And the fact that he's just been awful his entire career with making album covers. That honestly, never mind. That that was like some PowerPoint from 1995 type font, man. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I understand the artistic artistic direction that Drake takes or what he gets his advice from, but it was bad. Yeah. So the album cover was was. I mean, it, you, you can't criticize it because it was a kid's drawing, so you yeah. can't say it was shit. 
<laughs> but it, I, mean, I mean, at least that has some meaning behind it. At yeah. least you could say, "Hey, my son was uh, he did it. He drew it for me." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So you can at least hide behind that. But the pregnant yeah. emoji thing, what's the meaning behind that? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, you can ask why the 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 horse or whatever looked demonic. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. why his son drew it. The, and the other thing, red eyes. That's kind of scary. And see, this the other thing. I don't think you watched this um, music video, the eight a.m. in Charlotte, but um, it was like a little skit in the beginning of it, and his yeah. son was actually drawing it. But he said his son said it was a goat. <laughs> he no, said okay. he said it was a goat, but but the name of the album is for all the dogs. Yeah. So you would I, think, yeah, I, yeah. So I mean, if it's a goat, I mean, it still look it look crazy, but I don't know. It just it just kind of threw me off a little bit, man. Yeah. So, I mean, look, it, it's a little baby drawing it, man. Yeah. I can't. I can't, I can't yeah, I can't. can be too hard on it, but it, it, it was yeah, it was what it was. Back to the album, man. Um, first person shooter, um, sidebar again. I don't like when Drake names songs after nerdy shit and doesn't rap about nerdy shit. Okay. <laughs> when he named this song first person shooter, I thought he was gonna talk about Quake or Doom or Valorant or some shit. Uh <laughs> just like he made a song called Final Fantasy on Scorpion, and he ain't talk about the game Final Fantasy. Come on, you know, you know Drake ain't. You said it earlier Look. about the Wu-Tang Forever, man. <laughs> Why you get excited about this? <laughs> I, I just want to hear a couple bars here and there about some video games. If you're going to name a game, a song, first-person shooter, man. <laughs> but uh, anyway, this was the first song I really enjoyed on the album, man. I'll, I'll say that much. You know, J. Cole killed it. Um, the beat was great. Uh, um, it was good to hear them collab. Um Drake was being a little petty because he mentioned who's the GOAT. He said him and Cole. But J. Cole actually brings up the actual argument of it's Kendrick, J. Cole, and Drake. Mm. Drake was trying to be petty and not mention Kendrick. We know he had the little line uh, during his tour. Uh, Wait, that was Donald Glover, not Kendrick. But I know they had beef ever since that control shit dropped. And... You know, he's dropped subliminals about Kendrick and there have been like a cold war between them. But yeah. let's keep it honest. That's the debate, okay? Yeah. It's Kendrick, Drake, and J. Cole. And Drake knows this. He can be petty and not mention Kendrick, but it, that is the debate. Yeah. Nobody says who's the GOAT, Drake or J. Cole. Kendrick's yeah. name is always in there. And sometimes it's just Kendrick and Drake. Yeah. But it's definitely not just Drake and J. Cole. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty funny, but anyway, the song was good. I didn't like the uh, the Nardo Wick impersonation at the end. That kind of ruined it for me. So I now I'll just skip that part. <laughs> I run that song back a lot, but I skip it whenever it gets to that part. That was weird. <laughs> and Drake has a, a a tendency to do that. The whole beast, which thing, but sometimes it's just a completely different vibe from the original song, and it throws me off, and I don't like it. Yeah. So I'm getting kind of sick of that. The Yeet song, look. When I saw this song on a track list, I laughed. Because I was like, here come this old-ass Drake trying to hop on a young nigga wave. And <laughs> it reminded me of that meme of Steve Buscemi with the old dude with the skateboard and the t-shirt and the backpack <laughs> talking about how you do, fellow kids. Uh, I was I was had that in my mind. 
but the song is hard, man. The song is hard. I liked it. Um, I thought Yeet was actually kind of shit on mm. it, honestly. It was inter- interesting to hear an actual rapper on a Benny X beat, you know, mm-hmm. who could actually rap and shit. So I like the song, man. I thought it was cool. Um, nothing really against it. I thought it was gonna be super corny, but I liked it. Um, everything else after that I kind of skipped. Okay. I like the DJ Screw interlude. I did like that. Yeah, you know, me too. arguably the best song on the album, you could argue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like the DJ Screw sample, the song. Uh, I think it was DJ Screw rapping Sc- to the Screwed up the world. world, the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Screw the world. I think it's Screw yeah. the world. It's called Screw the, the track on the song. Uh, the song on the album is called Screw the World, but it's from a Screw tape. I think he was rapping over the If I Ruled the World beat. Yeah. So on uh, some old Screw tape. So I like that. It was cool. Little shout out to Ace Town. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, everything else, what would Pluto do? I thought it was weird that song was on there without future. Yeah. I'll say that much. Yeah. Like that, that sounded that was kind of like kind of borderline creepy <laughs> to have a song called What Would Pluto Do? <laughs> he probably fucked this bitch or whatever. And then he's not even on the album. <laughs> that, that was kind of weird, man. But the song was okay. Um, 8 a.m. in Charlotte. Uh, oh, yeah. All the parties with Chief Keith was kind of ass. Um, and I got to say this, man, because I've, I've been saying Chief, I've been seeing Chief Keith get a lot of love. And look, he he definitely started a wave, but he is quickly becoming maybe the most overrated artist in the history of hip hop, man. Okay. This dude, he started the drill wave. I get that. He, he deserved credit for that. But he had like one good project, maybe two. Let's yeah. be real, man. He fell off hard, I, dog. Yeah. I, and it, he was awful on his album, too. Yeah, I hopped off the uh, Cheeky bandwagon once he started, like, messing around with auto-tune. Yeah. That's where I'm just, like, to me, like, I never cared for the song Love Sosa. And I know that's probably one of his biggest songs. I like I like that song. I yeah, like that, that song. one. I, I, I like the uh, song Don't Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that song. It's a few other songs. I like the uh, Finito. Every day is hard. Three hundred is hard. Yeah, Finito. I like that song. That's probably my favorite song from Chief Keith. But uh, outside of that, man, when he started getting into his auto tune bad, that's when I'm out, man. Nah, man, he definitely like smoked himself <laughs> into something like like it, right now. He's like those bad little wing years, but worse than that. Yeah. So it's like he is the uh, he, he he's not he, good man. He's kind of he, to me. He's kind of like the NBA young boy a little bit, man. Where but even just like young people, boy got some song. But see, man, for, recently, yeah. But see, for me, my point is he everybody everybody seem, seems to love Chief Keith, but I just don't see it, man. I'm just yeah. like, all right, <laughs> like it's. Like, I don't know, I'm not feeling it. And it made me feel a little awkward because everybody love him. Well, I'm just like, man, I, I like a few songs, but I just don't see what everybody else see. I don't think people actually like the current Chief Keith. I just think they like what he did in the past and see him as a legend for starting a wave. Which, to be honest, he deserves that. Yeah. You know, for better or worse, drill music done took over hip hop. And yeah. he was like at the forefront of that. So mm-hmm. he deserves credit for that. You can argue if it's a good or bad thing, but he deserves credit for that definitely. But 
Lil Durk done lapped him several times and had the career that Chief Keef should have had, if yeah. we're being honest. Yeah. So, um, I mean, he he his output after the first couple of projects was bad. Like you said, he was getting too much into auto-tune and was just lazy with the music creation. I yeah. think Benito was like an accidental hit. Yeah. I don't think he intended to be I think, good. I think that's I think was. that's it like a, a great beat. That's like a club to me. That's like a club in the streets type of hit. Yeah, like I don't think it's a charting type of hit, but that's like a low key club banger. Like when that come up, uh, come on in the club, people get hyped. Yeah, but I don't think it's like a, a song everybody should know <laughs> type thing. And plus, I mean, he was he was this in New Jersey pretty much. He was talking yeah. about, the time, I guess, some dudes tried to rob him or something. <laughs> so he went out to New Jersey. I think he ended up getting banned from New Jersey or some shit. But, yeah, I don't think that was intended to be like a, a hit song. Like, yeah, we got one here. It wasn't. I mean, the beat is just incredible and it kind of carries it. But I always thought, even Chief Keith, he could have been, he could have came harder on that song, man. He seemed yeah. kind of sleepy almost when he on some yeah. parts of the song. <laughs> so, but I mean, if it's a classic, it's a classic. But... Everything since then, man, has been he, – he's coasting off of the fact that he's like a legend for starting a wave. Yeah. And I don't think anybody actually enjoys his current music or gets excited when he drops a new project. Yeah. Because I think he, he's been just cashing the checks at this point. I don't yeah. think he actually puts, you know, a lot of effort into his music. Yeah. But uh, that's my sidebar about Chief Keith. Anyway, yeah. I didn't really like that song. Yeah. Um, what else? BBL love. I just oh yeah, we gotta talk about 8 a.m. in Charlotte. Cause I thought this was gonna be like the rapidly rap song of the album. So I was getting, you know, the 9 a.m. in Dallas and the 6 a.m. in Calabasas, whatever the fuck he did. Yeah. You know, those the series of these songs yeah. with a date and a city a name. Time. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought this was gonna be, you know, the lyrical miracle song of the album. And man, I have to say the first verse has some of maybe if we had a if we do the worst bars of the year, there might be several entries <laughs> for oh, this man, song alone. Really? <laughs> Dog, let's break this down. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Let's, let's break this down because I got it pulled up, man. He said, no one they're going to sell another Citizen Kane. They think they Orson Welles. Okay, that, that Citizen Kane was a movie directed by <laughs> Orson Welles. We get it. Okay. He said, I say, we got to talk about us. I feel like Jordan Peele. Yeah, that was a little basic. <laughs> this is the bigger biggest artist since Michael Jackson, just to pass Michael Jackson, by the way. You know, biggest rapper of all time here. Cause your words don't match your actions like a foreign film. And now it's yeah. Yeah, silence and the lamb like a horror film. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you skipped, did Papoose write this? Yeah, did, you did Big Sean write this, man? You skipped over the other one. I could tell I'm getting under your skin like an orange peel. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot that. I could <laughs> tell I'm getting under your skin like an orange peel. Hey, he took it back to 2012, man. 2010, 2009. Dog, I think Fabulous done came through and said, let me write you a verse real quick, man. I got some fire for you, Drake. <laughs> Let's go, man. What else did he say? Um, I'm in and out of Houston high. I be so much. I'm a hobbyist. Holds waiting on cinch in the lobby. That boy a lobbyist. It gets worse. 
Savage got a green card straight out the consulate. Where I go, you go, brother. We Yugoslavian. <laughs> Formal is the dress code, dog. So many checks owed, I feel Czechoslovakian. Let me say this again, man. Listen to this. <laughs> Where I go, you go, brother. We Yugoslavian. And I got so many checks owed, I feel Czechoslovakian. <laughs> Come on, man. What? What did the, did the Ghost Riders take the night off? <laughs> what happened here? Why were these bars so corny on this song, man? This this is like early two thousands punchline rap, New York shit from Maino or something, man. Like, what is going on here? I was shocked. <laughs> Wait, HRW says, "Sup, G and G and J crew. Y'all made fun of Drake having a Ghost Rider. He showed y'all." Wait, how? With these bars? <laughs> Look, I like the song, man. I think I like I'm I'm okay with the song, but I I can't argue with what you're saying, man. That first verse, man, some of the <laughs> he said, oh, you see sarcastic. I, I don't know, man. We have some people in the chat in the chat who come through who who stand Drake. So I never you gotta always be on guard when it comes to Drake, man. I know. Some people, some people uh, be dead serious. They they be defensive about Drake, man. So you gotta know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, man. I mean, this this is what uh the Ghost Riders get what? you, I guess. Maybe they had the night off. Maybe yeah. they said we can't come in tonight, Drake. What, what said, about right, this? One. What about this one? You try to ride me, it's gonna feel like you sitting at your favorite restaurant, cause nigga, that's where you dine at. <laughs> I feel like he was watching some awful battle rap, from <laughs> <laughs> like one of them shits. And he was like, yeah, I, I'm inspired. <laughs> Get it? Dying in, dying. Dying. Yeah, come on, man. That's where you die. <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, that was, a, that was a rough song, man. And like I said, I thought that was going to be like the Lyrical Miracle song of the album. Yeah. And it, 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 it was ass. I really couldn't believe he, some of these bars, man. This is Drake we're talking about. So maybe the the break is well deserved. Or maybe he can uh, refresh the, uh, I don't know what happened there. But anyway, moving on. Um, he had a Bad Bunny feature. How many people are going to keep chasing the international hit with Bad Bunny, man? I feel like this is the go-to. <laughs> Just try to get a hit internationally. Yeah. Bad Bunny has become like the early 2000s Sean Paul. Yeah. Remember, everybody went to Sean Paul for a hit, a reggaeton hit. Yeah. That's what Bad Bunny is now, man. Whenever <laughs> I see Bad Bunny, I never hear Bad Bunny like on a, a song that the artist usually makes, you yeah. know? And you never hear him on like a hip-hop song. Whenever yeah. I see a Bad Bunny feature, I'm like, okay, I know it's going to be some Latino dance bullshit that somebody's yeah. trying to get on and try to make an international hit. It's yeah. never him jumping on something out of his element it's always the artist jumping on his. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's ridiculous, man. It's, it's pandering bullshit. I'm getting sick of the Bad Bunny features, man. Let yeah. Leave that man alone. Let him make his money over there. Don't be trying to chase that damn international dollar by jumping on it damn and rapping like you Latino suddenly. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, man. Culture vulturing. Nobody cares about it no more, I guess, in, in rap and hip-hop and artistry, but it's getting corny, man. 
That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I think, and and to be honest, I was talking to somebody who listened to a lot of Spanish music, and they feel like Bad Bunny kind of dying down a little bit. So yeah, I I, I don't think I don't know if he's as hot as he used to be. Man. Yeah, yeah, he, he like he was like on fire at one point. Yeah, I don't know if he's the number one guy now because he. Remember, he caught fire and it, like he was doing numbers out the gate, and uh, you know how stuff go. You could be hot one day and cold yeah. the next day. So I won. I'm, I'm not saying he cold, but I wonder if that's the situation with him now, where it's somebody else. Because I think it's somebody else that's kind of like the bad bunny, the the hot artist of the month or whatever. Could be. Yeah. So I don't even I think- know if he even that hot in his own genre. I think he might be dying down, man. I haven't heard the uh, the hype. Like, I'm not gonna act like I'm tapped in with the uh, Latino music scene, but I've, I haven't seen as much of you know hype from the fans that I used to. And I will say, I think his relationship with Kendall has hurt him mm. because the female fan base is very fickle, and he had a large female fan base. I know that because a lot of women I, I follow on Instagram love Bad Bunny. When he was caught with Kendall Jenner, he's dating her now. They kind of eased off him because they don't like that. Yeah. So I think that might have hurt him too. When you lose that female fan base and that's your main moneymaker, mm-hmm. it's going to be a problem. So, yeah, I don't think Bad Bunny is the instant international hit that it might have used to be yeah. a year or two ago. Yeah. And like you said, my, um, you know, a lot of it seemed like a lot of hip hop artists trying to collab with him. Yeah, it could be both. It could be both ways, man. Maybe he feel like he might be dying down a little bit. So let me collab with some more artists like Travis Scott and Drake and all these random people, uh, except <laughs> whoever. <laughs> so let me, hey, let me come on over there now. <laughs> yeah, and maybe it could be, but yeah. th- like I said, they're always making his song. Is yeah, he's never making one of their songs, man. I'd love yeah. to hear how he sounds on like a fucking Griselda beat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that would never happen. <laughs> but it's always, yeah. of course not, of course not. But they're always trying to jump on one of his dance music shits, and it's like it's always sounds forced, man. It sounds super forced when Drake did it. Yeah. Uh, HRW at, on Twitch asked, "Wasn't there a writer strike?" Good point. <laughs> maybe that maybe he delayed it just to get through the writer strike. But uh, that album, that song was written before, and his all his writers. Yeah, went on yeah I was wondering, maybe that song was written in like. 2011 or something. Yeah, maybe he found the uh, uh, the Blackberry with the side scroll. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I found it. Yeah, here's a song. This shit's hot. <laughs> Let me go ahead and record yeah. it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. But uh, what else? We're almost done. Um, another uh, Rich Baby Daddy with Sexy Red and SZA. I like this song, man. Not only that, I feel like this should have been the lead single. Why did you put mad that, that. slime you out bullshit out instead of this? Yep. And this it, song was hard, man. And it would have made sense because Sexy Red is hot right now. Yeah. That would have made a whole bunch and of sense. And on the same track? Yeah. Why was this not the lead single? Why was Slime You Out, which is something I instantly skipped when it came to this album, why yeah. was that the lead single of the album? I, like, he don't even care no more, it seems like, man. Because yeah. I understand why that wasn't the lead single on this album. Mm-hmm. And you put out that slime you out slow bullshit first. When you want to get people dancing and moving and outside, yeah. Rich Baby Daddy is the type of song to get that. Yeah. And it's an 
album cut at the end of this album, damn near. So, I mean, it, it might still be a single. I would imagine it's going to be a single in a video and all that, but it was very strange that it wasn't the lead single. But I like the song, man. I thought it was hard. Um, Another late, late night featuring Lil Yachty. Yeah, I don't even remember it. Um, Away From Home. I actually like this song a lot. Actually, I think it was my favorite song on the album. Mm. Too bad that it was at the very end. And if I didn't have this podcast, I probably wouldn't even gotten to it. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought this was the best song on the album lyrically. Mm. I think him talking about the early days, kind of admitting how he was a nerd and not this dude that he is now was yeah. very, very open and honest. You know, he mentioned there was some funny stuff he mentioned, like he got fronted a pound and couldn't flip it. He had to give it back. <laughs> he talked about how he had no hoes, struggling to get any kind of yeah. a notice in the music industry. These are things people can actually relate to, man. Not yeah. not what he's living life as right now, which nobody can relate to but him. You know, this was actually a good song and the lyric, the bars were hard. The beat was hard. I like it a lot, man. I actually went back to it a few times and it was my favorite song from the album because it actually felt like a relatable Drake again, which you haven't had in a long time. Yeah. So I enjoyed this song. If he made more songs like this, I think he might be a little bit more, more sound a little more mature. Um, but this is a deep album cut at the end of the album, pretty much. And I actually thought this would be a good good song to end the album on. You know, mm. it's a good ending song of, you know, taking it back to where you started. Yeah. But then the last song is some R&B bullshit that I just turned <laughs> off. Yeah. Of course. In typical Drake fashion, he had to ruin it with some singing. <laughs> and I didn't even get through half of this song. I cut it off. So that being said... Uh, this album is it is for what all I the dogs? Expect. Is it for all the dogs or is it for all the pups? It's for all the uh, the the chihuahuas, maybe the York, Yorkshire <laughs> Terriers. It's not for the pit bulls. It's not for the German <laughs> Shepherds, man. It's not for the uh, the, uh, the the snow dogs. It's, for, it's not for the wolves. <laughs> it's for the uh, you know the little pups out there, man. The little the little the little rowdy. Little yeah, rowdy, the little Stanleys, there, man. Yeah, <laughs> the little Stanleys <laughs> for all my Stanleys. <laughs> so it's what I expect to be honest, man. I don't know why people get gassed up anymore to expect he's going to just deliver this. I mean, Charlemagne talked about that too. He talked about how the lead single he expected more from an album called "For All My Dogs." You're never going to get that with Drake, man. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to, like you said, if you was going to do that, he would have been did that by now. He is well over 10 years in his game. He would have done that by now, man. Yeah. So we're not going to get that, and it is what it, it is at this point. Yeah. So this right, I, I, my expectations for a Drake album are basically there will be three or four songs I like and save. The rest are just skippable, and that's it. Yeah. Or I won't go back to them, or I won't care for them. Yeah. And that's what I expect. And this one, it's the same thing. So it's a Drake album, man. No more, yeah. no less at yeah. this point. Yeah. Like, as far as him dropping a whole rap album, I think that's kind of like us waiting on LeBron to uh, get into the dunk contest. Remember yeah. that? How we yeah. like, oh, yeah, is he going to join? Is he going to join? And never do it. It's just like, man, he ain't he ain't getting into the uh, dunk contest. We might as well forget that. <laughs> Yeah, it is what it is, man. And Drake yeah. is who he is. Um, I think 
think, look, I've said before, I think he needs to take a break. And I think people have realized that too. I think his music has gotten very formulaic and people are starting to pick up on it. Like how many times can you make the same song, man? Yeah. He, he, he's really stretched the, the longevity of the, or the, the, the reach of the same songs and subject matter over and over again. Yeah. You know, after a while, Jay had to switch it up. He couldn't talk about crack forever, man. Yeah. He had to switch things up and Start. talk about other things. And it was, some of it was hit and miss. And yeah. there was quite a few misses. Mm-hmm. So he has to go to that period of discovery where he's got to find something new to talk about, man. Cause the same songs and the same subject matter is, I think it's getting old for his fans who are getting older now. And I don't think he's ever going to have the youth at this point, man. He's not going to have the early or the late teens, early 20 year old people. They see Drake as an old guy. I don't care how many young nigga songs he jumps on. He's an old guy to them, man. So they're, they're not going to see him as Michael Jackson in his prime. You yeah. know, they get they gonna see him as the old head. So he's gotta take some time off and reinvent himself. I don't know if he will because he's somebody who kind of sticks to a thing that's working. But yeah. I don't know. I just think he has to find something new and some kind of new inspiration. Yeah, I think and two, I think the time off will help him. Yeah. I I, I don't think it hurt. Man, you think about it, he never really took time off. He, nope. he never took time off. He his songs was always charted. He was always on somebody's song. So I think maybe he do need a little time off to kind of regroup, rest, and then maybe he'll come back inspired where we might get super excited for him. So um, yeah, I think he needs some time. It been true. It been fifteen years straight. I want to yep. say. So uh, maybe he do need this time off. Yeah, and I think before he was scared of somebody taking his spot, but now, look, nobody's going to take that. that spot, man. Yeah. Like, Drake, Kendrick proved you could take seven years off and then come back and still be one of the biggest rappers out and do sellout tours and everything. So yeah. if he could do it, Drake can definitely do it. Yeah, 100%. So he'll be good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You, you mentioned something about J. Cole you want to talk about, man. Yeah, I want to ask you a question. I felt like we don't really talk about this as much. Um, but um, I guess the past couple weeks, I've been thinking about it a little more. Who Who is the more lyrical rapper between J. Cole and Drake? Because we always talk, we always crown Drake as the as the better rapper. I mean, mm-hmm. or as the better artist. He's the bigger artist, of course. And I think J. Cole actually, you know, side with that too. But who is the more lyrical rapper, like Ashley Bar for Bar rapper? Uh, is it Drake or J. Cole? Uh, I mean, I want to say J. Cole, but I don't know, man. I, yeah, I'm trying I, could, to think, I don't even like, have an you, answer, to be honest. Like, what I, You got to think about, you got to put like their most lyrical songs together and, yeah. and think about... Because I don't, what is, look, I keep going back to that Benny the Butcher song, man. Like, what does Drake have recently that's matching that lyrically? Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know if he has anything, man. Um, but then again, Drake has never been somebody who solely prided himself as a lyricist. 
he's always prided himself as being like a jack of all trades type dude, man. Yeah. I don't know if he like if he wanted that title of best lyricist, he would have put out a full rap album with yeah. some gritty New York beats or some shit. But he's like a pop star, man. So, and then the whole thing with the ghost writing puts the pen in the question. Yeah. So, I would say J. Cole, because he's never been, you know, there's never been a controversy about who wrote his shit. Mm. So, you had to say J. Cole off of that alone, technicality. Mm. Okay. Okay, yeah. I I thought about this, too. uh, And then when I seen them on the same song together, it's kind of like, oh, I know they both going to bring it. So, it made me think, like, who do people think is the better rapper between these two? Because I know, you know, some people might say Drake ain't a rapper. Some people will say he's a rapper and say all this other stuff. And they're in the same tier. So mm-hmm. I was wondering, look, Drake always get the nod because he's the bigger artist. But yeah. um, but as far as like bar for bar, man, like I would probably say J. Cole too. Because especially the last couple probably the last couple years, the last couple mm-hmm. uh, verses, even the verse with Lil Yachty, um, I felt like he was he was going in on that. Like, I, I, I actually yeah. saved that song. So I'm like, dang, like, I felt, I felt like I haven't heard anything from Drake like that in a long time. Yeah, no. And I, I like the, uh, the song I was just talking about on the album. Uh, Shooter. What's it called? Away from home. Away from home. Like okay. that, I thought that was a pretty lyrical song, but like J. Cole has a lot of those, man. You know, he has yeah. a whole album full of those types of songs. So I, w- I would say J. Cole, but you know, I I don't know if uh Drake really wants that title or cares about it. I think you know, he's talked about how he doesn't like how there's really no award for lyricism or anything like that. So and he wants like tangible evidence of him being the best. And the only way you can really get that is from how many records he sold. Yeah. So I think that's why he puts out the pop hits. That's why he puts out the R&B shit. That's why he puts out so much of that because that's he can point to that and say, see, I'm the best yeah. because I got the most numbers. Yeah. But, you know, there's more than that when it goes to this debate. Yeah. But, but to be fair, that's subjective. And some people probably think that Drake is a better lyricist. Yeah. So I don't know, man. But I would I would say J. Cole. And I'm not a J. Cole fan like that, but I'll 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 have to give that to J. Cole, okay. probably. Okay. So yeah. Mm. Jasmine will be proud of us. We we we're born again J. Cole fans on this <laughs> podcast. Now she's gone. <laughs> 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 Got to get around just to uh, uh, talk about J. Cole at one point, man, because they uh, we, we've yeah. seen the light with J. I Cole. Know. She going to pull up the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all said he wasn't shit. Yeah. Hey, I, I take it back, man. I seen, I seen that bull job. So I seen that bull job junk y'all was saying. <laughs> that bull job. That bull junk. <laughs> It'll be funny if Jasmine actually said bull junk. Um, other things came out. I kind of listened to man. Um, we didn't talk about this last week. Little brother dropped a two pack. Mm, I two pack ass. Joe Bud said that shit was a two pack of ass. 
that will always be funny, man. Oh man, that, that was when the Joe Button podcast was the most lit. Yeah, now now it's something I mean, else. He was but... like, I'm here to double down. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was that a two pack of ass. Pack of ass. <laughs> He was so mad about it too. He had like yeah. a vein popping out of his head, man. That yeah. shit was a two pack of ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I was I, dying. It was fun. I think he was so pissed too because I guess he didn't care for the the uh, the song Sway Lee. He was talking about Sway yeah. Lee, and uh, I guess Sway Lee said something. Yeah, about, he replied that. And so he like, I'm here to double down. <laughs> it's like, why don't these niggas ever say something when I say something good about their music? But every time I say something else. He was he was going off. Yeah, He's like, I'm yeah. here to double down. Yeah. <laughs> she was a two pack of ass. Oh man, that was too funny. Too yeah. funny. Great times with the Joe Button podcast, man. Um, anyway, Lil Brother dropped a uh uh a two 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 song EP. Uh two songs dropped Wish Me Well and Glory Glory. You know, I like them a lot, man. I'm really mm-hmm. excited to have an album cooking up. I want to hear it, of course. I'm a big little brother fan. Um, now, of course, when everybody, when whenever Lil Brother drops anything new, everybody asks if Ninth Wonder is on it. Ninth Wonder is not a part of Lil Brother anymore, man. <laughs> that ship has sailed, and I don't even know what his music sounds like anymore. It's been a while since I've heard any of his beats. Yeah. Um, but their music is still produced well, man. They have a sound with new producers that fit their vibe. Yeah, and these songs sound good, man. So don't if you one of those people who are like, I don't know, they ain't got ninth dog. Ninth, ninth might be washed up at this point. Man. Yeah, Their music still sounds good without them. Yeah, so you got to get over it. That's the one thing I like about Little Brother too, because even their last, I think their last project they put out when they came yeah. back. I mean, look, you, you let's be real. You couldn't tell if it was like, oh, like you hear a big gap in production or beats and stuff like yeah. that. It was still good sound. They got a good ear for beats. They got a good ear to uh, produce something. So, yeah, that, I'm not worried about that. They do. And the songs are great. Like, Fonte, Fonte is one of those rare rappers who just has never fallen off lyrically, man. It's like him, Black Thought. I can't think of many else, man. But there, there hasn't been many rappers who are elite like that who just never fall off. But he's one of them, man. He especially went crazy at the end of Glory Glory. That's like a crazy verse he dropped in that song. Mm. So if you're a fan of Little Brother or haven't heard of them, this is a good place to start. Two good songs, good lyricism. Dope beat, dope rhymes, what more do you want, as they say. So check it out if you haven't heard it yet. It's the uh, two songs by Little Brother, uh, Wish Me Well and Glory Glory. Uh, good hip hop. Okay, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, for sure, man. I actually forgot about it. Then I remember new music. Oh, wait, they dropped something. So I went back and listened to it. It's fire, man. So make sure y'all check it out. Um, Earl Sweatshirt and Alchemist dropped that album that came out on the weird Bitcoins or it was some kind of NFT site or some shit. <laughs> and everybody complained about it. He, they dropped it on streaming. Mm-hmm. Finally, I think I might be missing at least one song because I think one song from there is not on this one. Probably some sample thing. But it's good, man. I enjoyed it. Um, some of the Alchemist beats, eh, <laughs> eh, I, the, some, of, some of them I don't know. But overall, it was a good project. I'm looking forward to hear them uh, live in November in Houston. Um, and I will say this too, man. Um, 
hearing two songs with uh Vince Vince Staples on it with Alchemist Beats, I want a whole project with Vince Staples and Alchemist now. Cause yeah. I feel like that's a good that's almost like Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist. Yeah. You know, they dropped a fire project a few years ago. And I think uh Vince and uh Alchemist could as well. Now, apparently they did drop something, but it hasn't been officially released. You got to look around the internet. I actually downloaded it, and it was pretty good. A lot of songs with drums on it, thankfully. <laughs> um, but it's not officially released, unfortunately. It's one of those little hidden things. So you got to look for it, but you ain't got to look hard. So and, what's it, they, what, uh, and it was Vince Staples and um, Alchemist? Vince Staples and Alchemist, yeah. Okay. It was called, like, If You're Leaking, You're Tweaking or some shit. It like that. It was something not meant for commercial release, but it got leaked anyway. Okay. So, um, yeah, you can find it if you look. You probably ain't got to look that hard on the internet, but you'll find it. Um, but I went on streaming because it's hard to just listen to music on your computer and shit, so it's getting annoying. So, anyway, good project, of course. Um, what you'd expect from Earl and Alchemist. So, some good shit, man. Um, did anything else come out that we missed, or did you, as um, you heard this week? Um, I heard, I actually heard some of that Aero sweatshirt too, and uh, I ain't get the whole thing, but I like what I hear so far. Uh, I like, I ain't get to the bad Alchemist <laughs> production yet, but I won't, I won't say it's bad, but just sometimes you, you just want some drums, can, man. Yeah, like sometimes the the yeah. loop, the vocal loop. Now, I at first I didn't like the song with Mike and Earl sweatshirt. It's just like a vocal loop over mm. and over again. Now I like the song. It had to grow on me. Now I like it. But at first I was like, man, what the fuck is this? It kind of <laughs> threw me off. Now I like it, but it had to grow yeah. on me a little bit, man. Yeah, I, I actually like that song a lot for the simple fact that um, because every time I hear it sample like that and how they're rapping, yeah. I imagine myself trying to rap over that. Mm-hmm. And it's a little confusing. So it, remember that uh, remember uh, when Met the Men I think it was Met the Men and Red Men had that joke show where they yeah when Ludacris had to rap over that over, terrible beat yeah <laughs> and he was trying to catch the beat yeah and he, and he honestly almost caught the beat he was yeah. he was ready to rap over it that's how I was feeling with this one I'm like I'm trying to catch the rhyme flow and then all that stuff and I'm just like I can't I can't really catch it I can kind of catch it but I. Don't really understand it, but I kind of salute Earl Sweatshirt for rapping over it because he sounded yeah. fine. Yeah, his He's, flow was his flow was good on that song, man. I yeah, say that much. You, yeah. You, mm-hmm. Because you it, it. yeah, because uh, it seemed like it wasn't really a rhythm on it, and it was just kind of like an all over the place kind of. And he was he was flowing over it. So yeah, I actually did like that song. I like the song the, right the song right after that heat check too. I kind of yeah. like that beat. I like the beat. I- I kind of felt like that was not an Earl Sweatshirt type beat. It, it, yeah. it kind of sounded like somebody else should have been rapping over it, maybe. But it I sound like the beat it, it sounded like it could have been a currency beat. Yeah, something. <laughs> it, it sounded a little too upbeat and, and and for Earl to to rap over. But yeah. I, I like the song still. Yeah, I was waiting to hear the na 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 na. Yeah, it's a good album, man. Um, definitely recommend it if y'all you're a fan of either of those two. So yeah, good good little drop that happened. Um, um, now let's get to topics, man. Let's get to some things that have happened this week. 
Um, we never did talk about. Well, actually, we'll talk about. Well, fuck it. We'll start with Dame Lillard, man. We didn't talk about this last week because we we uh, four hours in, man. Yeah, we we had a long <laughs> podcast last week where we had to cover a lot of shit we missed over the past weeks, and we didn't actually get to the Dame Lillard trade. Dame Lillard was officially traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, there's number of other moves that happened. Jay Rue Holiday went to where'd he go again? He got traded. Boston. He got traded to Portland, and um, Portland was going to try to find a trade for him or release him or something mm-hmm. like that, and then they'll get traded to Boston. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, his wife put up a, a like a message complaining about it. <laughs> oh God, I seen that. You see that shit? <laughs> yeah, they wanted a warning. It's like, <sighs> yeah. He found out he was traded as he was taking a nap. And I guess she just wanted us to feel sorry for him, I guess. Yeah. I was looking at the comments, and they were just like, oh, boo-hoo, you got to pack up your mansion. (laughs) Like, you don't have to leave. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't understand the relationship. I understand it. You, you don't understand. I understand the, it's inconvenient, but come yeah, on, man. You don't understand the relationships and the bond our kids have with their friends and family just at the leak. I'm like, oh, gee, I, I, I wonder how people that's in the military feel. I wonder how people who fucking get evicted because they don't have enough to pay they rent feel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got to fucking move and find somewhere to live, man. Yeah. I, look, you, you can't, people got to learn. Never go to social media with your rich people problems, okay? Nobody yeah. gives a fuck, all right? Nobody's going to feel empathetic about you um, and your millionaire lifestyle for having to be mildly inconvenienced about having to move across the country. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I understand you want your kids to have consistency, and it might suck to have to move, but nobody cares in the real... Yeah. Like, as yeah. far as more people go, nobody cares, man. Yeah. You know what and, you signed up for when you married an NBA and, nigga, all right? Yeah. You could have got and a new dude with a CDL or something. You got to <laughs> got a regular degular dude... <laughs> And lived a nice little apartment life, but you wanted the big baller life, and this is what comes with it. Yeah, like, Acting like a, if, any NBA player just stayed with the same team his entire career, unless you Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. And like, if she have that big of a problem with it, tell them quit the NBA and, and work a regular job where they yeah, can just stay retire, in one city. Retire. Yep, they can stay in Milwaukee. Not a podcast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, get an LLC. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I saw that. That was pretty funny. But anyway, uh, Dame Lillard has uh, started anew in my... He's going to uh, Milwaukee. Um, it, he was, uh, of course, wanted to go to the Heat. There was a, a lot of conversation. I think it ended badly. Apparently, the GM was upset with him for forcing the trade and making it public that he only wanted to go to Miami because, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of handicaps you want to trade. So... Uh, he's going to Milwaukee. He divorced his wife as well. He filed for divorce, mm. which makes it two men in recent <laughs> black yeah. who have filed for divorce. Black men who filed for divorce. Man. Uh, well, I don't know what's going on, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's our time. Maybe it's our hey, maybe, maybe. Maybe City Boys up. Hey, maybe she heard that yeah. rap album he put out. He <laughs> 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 said, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> so. Yeah, he's starting a new life, apparently, man. So we'll see how it goes for him. He's going to be paired with Giannis, of course. We'll see how that goes. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I do want to bring up something that could have, a, a, I guess, connection to this. 
Did you see Jimmy Butler in, in his NBA day? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I thought that was a Photoshop, man. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> and so I, I seen, I, I ain't watched the video. I ain't want to click on and see his explanation for this, but um, it looked like he, because all I seen was he said he was feeling emo mm-hmm. about uh, right now or something like that. And remember before when uh, when Dame got traded when he first got traded to Milwaukee, um, Jimmy Butler said the NBA need to do some investigation because of uh, tampering or some shit. <laughs> he, he he was pretty much he made a video pretty much saying I don't know, but I think they should look the NBA should look into this, which was super weird and snitchy. Just like why would you do that, man? <laughs> like that ain't make any sense. But um, I guess he thought. Dame was really coming there, but didn't. So he wanted to try to. Oh, that's why he's emo because Dame isn't coming. That that's where I was okay, getting. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that. That's but where, I guess it makes sense. That's now. where I was getting at. That's where I was getting at. So I'm not. I think he explained. I'm not sure if he did explain why he had that type of style, but I wonder if that has something to do with it. That the Heat didn't get Dame. And now he just coming into uh what we call it, NBA Day or whatever it is uh, media, media day. day. I don't know. Uh, I, I wonder if he was doing that as a joke to show, hey, I'm I'm feeling emo because we ain't get Dane. Doug, I, I hate to be that guy, but this got to be the most pussified version of the NBA we've ever been in. <laughs> niggas complain because niggas don't get traded to their team. LeBron <laughs> did it with Kyrie last season too. Remember that? Tweet uh-huh. maybe it's me. niggas getting emo because they ain't get because their homeboy ain't getting traded to their team man what is going on dog what is going on with this what happens to the pride in the nba of getting it on your own man everybody want to join up with their homies (laughs) yeah and and try to get it that way what's going on dog i understand this y'all y'all getting going emo because your boyfriend (laughs) ain't gonna join your team man i don't get it yeah, the NBA is in trouble, man. I don't care what nobody say. The NBA is in a rough spot. And um, no. I can't remember if we talked about this last week, but the new low management pause. Yeah. <laughs> the low management <laughs> rule. Niggas can't. Uh, I don't think that's going to see. The NBA be pump faking with this shit, man. I'm not falling for it no more. Look, all this means is that teams are going to fabricate injuries, okay? They're yeah. going to say he got a calf sprain or yeah. he got a sore lower fibula. Back. Yeah. Yeah, lower back pain. Or <laughs> you can just make this shit up, okay? Before yeah. they were at least being honest and saying he's taking a rest. Now he's gonna fabricate some in- injuries, which they already probably did. And yeah. just still take the same time off the same way they were acting like they're gonna crack down on flopping. They're gonna crack down on all that and they did it for like a week or two then they stopped. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to crack down on traveling, did it for a week, and then stopped. This ain't going to mean shit, man. The NBA yeah. is soft under silver. They ain't going to do nothing about yeah, this. Yeah, it's, it's silly, man. It's, it's so silly. I just I just don't get it. Yeah, it is what it is, man. This this league, man, this league. <laughs> so, whatever. At least it's football season. I ain't worried about basketball yet. Yeah. Um, We got to talk about Sexy Red getting canceled, man. Yeah, man. Uh, you you got to play this clip because I forgot what it said already. But basically, uh, Sexy Red is under fire <laughs> because she's come out. You know, she is the it girl right now. She is the 
face of rap culture. She is everywhere, and everybody seems to love her. She is the new Cardi B, maybe. You know, <laughs> she's, she's just everywhere, man. You can't escape her. And uh, she recently put out, she had an interview where she made comments about fucking with Donald Trump, and she 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 kind of seems like she's a fan, man. Uh, so we got to play this audio because I forgot what she exactly what she said, and I don't want to paraphrase, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's kind of rough. Um, another celebrity coming out. Okay, let's hear what she's saying. Oh, yeah, they support him in the hood because at first I don't think <laughs> people was fucking with him like they thought he was racist, saying little shit. And you know, against women. But once he started getting black people out of jail and giving people their free money, oh baby, we love Trump. We need him back in office. Yeah, that a little bit of free money goes a long way. We huh? need him back. Yeah. Baby, them <laughs> checks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, them stimulus checks, Trump. We miss you. That's like Whoa Vicky. She's always talking about Trump. You see her ever? I like Trump. No, I ain't never seen Whoa Vicky. She's funny. She's I love Trump though. He's funny to me. Like I used to watch his interviews, not interviews, like him talking to people, he's be calling people fat. Yeah. <laughs> he just he, bold. Wow. He funny. Like We're we need to... people like him. Well, I know. Yeah. Yeah. People got upset about that. Um, especially on Twitter. Um what the heck is that? Some weird sound in my headphones. But anyway, yeah, people got very upset with that, man. Um um, that is not the, the script, okay? That's not what little baby meets Kamala Harris at the White House for, okay? <laughs> this is not this is not go according to the script, okay? You're supposed <laughs> to hate Trump, and she's not she hasn't gotten the script yet, okay? I, I think she's too new. She hasn't gotten put in that room where they tell her how it really goes down. So, uh, Figgy, what do you think about this? Do you think Sexy Red should be canceled? And by saying this, you're gonna we gonna know how you stand politically. So be I careful. Know. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I just want to say this though, like what she said. Do that really mean you you support Trump for real, man? Because it, it wasn't like she was getting in. She the, said she likes him. We even back in office. <laughs> but look what she said at first though. She said, "Oh, he was giving us checks." Like what? What does she honestly say? Where you be like, oh yeah, this girl is, like she said what we all say. Oh, free checks, and he funny. <laughs> it's it seemed like she didn't go in depth. Like oh yeah, the economy was this and da da da. da. It looked like you got something going on. What you got? Yeah, no, you good. You good. You good. Okay. You good. But yeah, uh, yeah, man. I just I felt like she said what all of us said at one point. Like oh yeah, we getting these checks and da da da. da. She. Look, man, I'm not like if you looking at sexy red for political advice and all this other stuff. I think something. You, I think you need to be checked into a mental <laughs> place, man, because she she didn't really say nothing groundbreaking, man. She she would have said the same thing about anybody who was giving out checks and was being funny during uh, calling people fat and all that stuff. So, um, I. I Look, if she wasn't in debt, if she was sitting there saying all lives matter or blue lives matter, if she was up, <laughs> if she was up doing something like that, then I would be a little nervous. But um, let's be real, man. She kind of sounded a little ignorant right there. They said, oh, yeah, he used to get his checks in the hood. Yeah, he used to call people fat. Yeah, I I, I think he funny. I, I rock with Trump. Get some of those free. Ch she just sound like somebody that's ignorant and don't even know what's going on for real, for real. So I, I I wouldn't say she need to be canceled for this, 
But I think you need to be like, don't look, man. Don't look at her as the voice of reasoning <laughs> for uh, politics or anything. That's that's like somebody saying, oh, oh yeah, the Houston Texans. I always love the Houston Texans. They they always been good. Like they good with me, man. I love going to the game because of the food. Duh, duh, duh. It's just like, all right, <laughs> like you're not really focused on what's going on on the field. So I'm not going to look at you for, you know, what's, what's really happening. So I don't think she should be canceled or nothing like that. But you can tell she sounds very ignorant because all she did all she did was bring up checks and hide him, you know, disrespecting people. Yeah. Um, HRW says, hold up. I hear a little MAGA in Figgy's reply. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, are you going to have a red hat, man? I don't know. Hey, I, have I seen you with the red hat yet? I don't know, man. I, I had to hide it, man. <laughs> I'm a Kanye dark. fan. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Kanye fan. <laughs> I'm a Kanye. Yeah, yeah, Yeezy uh -oh. made me do it. <laughs> Figgy exposed, man. Figgy exposed. Figgy canceled. Um, so, yeah. I mean, look. Of course, we shouldn't be looking to sexy red um, for anything intelligent to say. Honestly, like, let's be real. But the problem is we, we've propped up our entertainers to be this, you know? Yeah. And I remember not too long ago, maybe like a month ago, Ebro was getting on Drake for never mentioning anything, you know, uh, about anything political or anything, social issues and things like that. And my, I've always been like, why the fuck should he? Yeah. Why would any why would I care what Drake has to think about police brutality or anything anything going on politically in this country, man? Mm -hmm. He he sings and he raps. Yeah. You know, Malcolm X had an infamous quote about black entertainers and why they shouldn't be the voice of any kind of political speech or anything, man. Like they're they're not they're entertainers, man. They're not yeah. supposed to be activists or thought leaders. They dance and they sing and they act. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's I don't I don't know, man. People, I think people just want everybody to say the right thing. Yeah, you know, even if it's something you might not believe in, they just want everybody to say the right thing. You have to follow the script, okay? If yeah. you're if you're a black person and you're in entertainment, you got to say you got to you got to say this, man. Yeah. If you want it to be invited to Joe Biden's White House <laughs> for the hip hop bash every year. <laughs> Uh, you you got to follow the script, man. So it, it is what it is. It, it's it's silly to even think that she should be taken seriously when it comes to things like this, and anybody should be disappointed. So yeah. it's just silly. Yeah. Um, Troy on Facebook says Figgy saying now nah, whatever she says represents her view, no one else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we had to put the disclaimer on it. Yeah. Um, HRW said, oh, Figgy be up in them NRG suites. Oh, that, you think, you've been rubbing elbows hey. with the, oh, no, man. You, you, you know what's funny? Uh, I haven't told nobody this. I, I think I told one person, but um, during the Steelers game, uh, it was before the game, I used to go up to our company suite, and um, they actually wouldn't let me in. Damn. I, I went up there. I used, You know, I had my credentials and all that, and there was a security guard right there. And I showed her my credentials. She like, no, nah, you need a ticket. I'm like, a ticket? I'm, I'm, I'm like, I actually work for this company. <laughs> like, I come up here all the time. She like, I, I don't know, but they said, uh, don't let anybody in without a ticket. So I'm just like, I'm like, all right. So I tried to make a call to somebody. That person ain't answer. 
Damn. So I ended up going home. <laughs> so I watched the whole game from home. See? See? So I don't know. I don't know what happened, man. <laughs> see, y'all talking like you see, here you here y'all go, man. Assuming things, assuming things like Figgy got it like that, man. Nah, they still hey. hating on this. Hey, <laughs> look, they the one looking him in his hair and they said, nah, you ain't supposed to be here. That's some <laughs> bullshit, man. They still hating. Some things will never change, like Tupac yeah. said, man. <laughs> now, I bet you was hearing yeah. that song in your mind. <laughs> You're like, still no changes. <laughs> Now I did I did talk That's to just the way it is. Yeah. I did talk to somebody um because I asked them if they had a problem getting in too. And they said they did. They said they had a uh issue. It was like super strict. So apparently I guess somebody got in the suite that wasn't supposed to be in there and all that stuff. So yeah. they had to tighten it up. But um yeah, man, I was I I kind of felt offended a little bit. I'm like, dang. So I'm like, maybe they don't want little me. Maybe they see what you I'm doing. You should have pulled the, do you know who I am? I, <laughs> do you know who I am? I'm Figgy Fig, bitch. <laughs> the hardest working man in radio. Best, yeah. best what he is at what, best at what he does. Wait, what, how's it go? Uh, Landry said best, that. Best in the world is what he does. Best in the world at what he do. What he do. That's right. Oh, you, he tries to make it black for you. <laughs> he blackens it up. That's the world of what he do. <laughs> I should have brought that up with him uh, when he was on the show, man. Why you got to say it like that, man? You don't talk like that. <laughs> no, I'm fucking with him. I'm fucking with him. Um, think you should have acted like Karen on an airplane. Yeah, you should have said that motherfucker yeah. is not real. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah man. So it, but you know, sometimes I still got like PTSD in my brain because um, you, you ever feel like you be in places and then when in in your brain you feel like you're not wanted. Yeah, like you like people don't want you oh, around. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So when when that happened to me, I was just like, uh, maybe they maybe don't they don't want me in the suite now because I don't be doing nothing outrageous. But yeah, I just be, I, look, I be all dressed down, so I don't want to go up in the press box. Because the press box be all quiet and professional and all this other stuff. So I don't want to go up there. So I just go to the suite. And um, when that happened, I was just like, hey, maybe they don't want me up here. Maybe they got some clients and all that stuff in here because it was a big game. And um, mm-hmm. and not to mention, too, um, I'm pulling back the curtain real, <laughs> real far back. But um, like last week, I asked for some uh, like a pair of tickets. So the uh, so me and the wife he can go because I've been trying to get her to go to a game and get out the house and stuff, but uh, I ain't getting no email back. <laughs> so I guess they ain't had nothing, and that's like the second time I didn't ask for some something and didn't really get an answer. So I'm just like, man, maybe they don't want me there. But um, I think, but as far as me going in the suite, I think it was a misunderstanding. It was a, I think they're trying to tighten up. Did I see no changes? <laughs> That's just the way it is. Yeah. Things will never be the same. Yeah, man. <laughs> rough, rough out here. They don't, they, don't, yeah. they don't love us like that, man. That's okay, though. They're going to learn. They're going to learn respecting them figgy. They're going to learn. They're going to see you posted up with the, with the, with the owners, and then they're going to think differently, man. So only a matter of time. But, yeah, yeah it is what it but, is. Yeah, but... um. Oh, uh, speaking of sexy red, um, she been in the headlines again for something else too, man. <laughs> the sex tape, right? Yeah, it was a um, it was a sex video that um, 
that was posted in her Instagram story. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, it wasn't her that did that. She, it was clearly her in the in the in the video. Um, so um, that was posted. I guess they ended up getting deleted, of course. And um, she had tweeted. She actually tweeted um, not that long ago, for the first time in a minute. But um, so this happened. I want to say October fifth. Or October for one of these days, I forgot. But um, so her last tweet was, um, I'm so heartbroken. Anybody know me? I wouldn't do that goofy-ish like that with the heartbreak emoji and the crying emoji, the tear emoji. And uh, up until like two hours ago, that was her last tweet. Last tweet, last Instagram story. She ain't post anything. And she's very active on social media. Like, she was always retweeting people and all this other stuff. And it wasn't until two hours. Mind you, we, we talked about her on the Drake song, on the Drake album. And uh, she didn't say anything about that feature until two hours ago. And that tweet was, um, thank you, at Drake, for supporting me all year and let me be a part of your amazing album. So that was the first thing she said since that, um, that last tweet. But... Um, it got me thinking, man. So she was getting a lot of support. People was calling the dude corny or whoever leaked it corny and all that stuff. But this had me thinking, man, because you listen to, you listen to some sexy red songs and you know the content she puts puts out and the image she have. I I thought it was a little bit strange that she tweeted that and just went ghost on social media. By the way, she cut her comments off too. Yeah. So she cut her comments off. She uh, restricted her comments on Instagram as well. But I thought it was a little bit weird that this this was the thing that made her go ghost because uh, her music content and all that stuff. Because I I seen the video. The video came across my timeline a bunch of times. So I I I, I watched it. And um, it wasn't like a bad video where she was being completely embarrassed or something to be embarrassed about. It wasn't like, you know, somebody was running the train on her or something like that. It was just something just so awful where it would have hurt her image. It was just her having sex with somebody and somebody was just recording it. It, it To me, it wasn't nothing just god awful. And it seemed like it really got to her to the point she had to, get off of social media. So it kind of had me thinking, like, I wonder, like, I don't think she, she's not a, I don't think she's an industry plant. I'll say that. But I wonder if the, the the image that she's really putting out is totally opposite of what she really is. Because somebody with her type of music and her type of image, you would think this was nothing. You would think she would come back and say, this, this corny-ass dude and, you know, Leak my video, man. That's so corny. Da, 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 da. And she would have kept going. But it seemed like she just got heartbroken and just, you know, deleted. She ain't delete Twitter or nothing, but it seemed like she just was heartbroken and just got ghosts. And I didn't understand that because if it was like Cardi B or somebody else like that or, or JT from City Girls, they probably would have just, you know, they probably would have made some type of joke about it, addressed it. And just kept it moving. But it seemed like she had to run and hide for some reason. 
Like it was like a like a bad exposed video. So it, it kind of made me think, like, is she really about this life? Because it like I said, it wasn't nothing egregious or something embarrassing. It was just a regular, like a regular cup, like you was having sex with somebody and something personal. But um I I thought that was a little bit interesting, man. Now, to be fair, I'll say this much. There is a difference between um you know, a, a manufactured thing that you put out that you have editing control over and you know what's being shown and what's being seen in a private moment that you don't know is being recorded or put out there. You know, there there is a sense of, of privacy being violated. And I understand how that can upset somebody, to be fair. Now, yeah, somebody like Cardi wouldn't give a fuck. Cardi be leaking her own sex tapes, man. I don't think she really don't give a shit, man. Yeah. So there are some people who really don't care and some people who take private moments like that more seriously. You know, does that mean that she's not a freak like she talks about in her songs? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe some people just have different boundaries and it got to her um, just because it was a violation of her privacy and she took it seriously. I don't know. That being said... If you're a woman, you're not going to be popping right now unless you're talking about the type of shit that Sexy Red talks about. Let's be real about it. Mm -hmm. So even if she wasn't like that in real life, she has to be if she wants to be one of the biggest rappers out. Yeah. So it's unfortunate, but that's just reality right now. She's got to be that to be as big as she is right now. Yeah. So if she wants to win in music, you got to do that shit. I, I, I didn't seen the fucking Lil Tay girl come out and be all sexual and sexualized. And she, I don't think she even legal yet, man. She, she uncame. She came back from the dead. She was supposed to be dead. Yeah, yeah. Now suddenly she alive doing little sexy videos and shit, man. She's crazy. Um, yeah. So I don't know, man. It's uh, it's a crazy world out there. And, you know, she, I'm sure she feels, I'm sure some of it is an act, man. Okay. Because her songs are fucking raw. Yeah, and, and like really wrong. And see, that's so I'm sure that that's I can't all be true. Yeah, and see, that's the part that got me though. Like, like I understand the privacy part, and looking at the video, it looked like she knew she was being recorded and stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, she probably was just pissed that uh, it was posted. So, um, but the part that got me was it was like it wasn't nothing like she was getting, you know, peed on or. Something mm -hmm. just outrageous. It was just some missionary sex. <laughs> and um, so it just kind of shot me from uh, because of her image of what she portray. And um, like I would under honestly, like as much as much as we talk about Meg, I wouldn't be surprised if Meg this uh if Meg tweeted something like this because she's very sexual in her songs too. But it wouldn't shock me if Meg said, I can't believe somebody did would do this to me. Because she kind of like a sweeter, she, she I feel like she she's kind of a manu, manufactured ratchet. Mm -hmm. She's not, I don't think she a real ratchet in real life. Sexy Red come across as really ratchet in real life. <laughs> like she, it seemed like, I would be surprised if we, if I seen her in person, she was really ratchet, ratchet as hell. So um, that's that's just the part that shot me. I ain't expect her to kind of go ghost after after this. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. The, I, I can't speak to why. You know, I, it could be a lot of things. Maybe just something she was going through. I don't want to assume anything. But, yeah, look, we, we know the rap game is fake, man. Okay? Yeah. We know the rap game is fake. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors and acting and bullshit. So yeah. you, to, to say, I wouldn't be, even be surprised if she was like a prude in real life at this point, man. <laughs> and she's just doing this to get on because that's what everybody does at this point, man. You got yeah. people who grew up in the suburbs talking like they're hardened killers and gang members and rap. Yeah. So compared to that, is what she doing much different at all? Not really. So yeah. I don't know. It could be true, but I just don't care. It is what it is. Unfortunate for her that it happened like that. It's weird that it happened from her own phone and her own account. But yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's why, because somebody she trusted had access to it and did that to her. Yeah. So I don't know. Very strange situation. Yeah. I don't know that, what happened. That's the, that's the other thing, too, man. I think um, I want to say it was like a couple weeks ago. Somebody um, posted a, a video of her sleep in the bed. Yeah. And it was it was some corny dude just like taking a uh, selfie video like oh yeah look sexy red back there and all she was like clearly knocked out mm-hmm. and people jumped all over that dude like dog you corny as fuck for <laughs> doing this like you spe- we expect a woman to do this <laughs> not no yeah. not no dusty ass dude so um yeah. she been kind of loose with that type of stuff so um it's not surprising but yeah I was just more surprised at her reaction Look, if she if she feels a certain way about that video being out, she needs to do what Jalen Green's team did with that video. That, I never seen a video get deleted off Twitter that fast, man. People yeah. were posting and it got deleted within seconds. Yes, <laughs> I was like, I never seen that in the history of the internet. Something disappeared that quickly. Yeah. So yeah, that she got to get yeah. that team, whoever did that, get that, get them on that because yeah. that that was a, a real quick clean job. Yeah, she need to get that done and then maybe uh, get in a relationship with Michael B. Jordan or something. Yeah, so yeah. Just like Jalen Green yeah. got in a relationship with Drea. <laughs> <laughs> he popped up with Drea, a 39-year-old Drea. Oh, <laughs> I'm man. just like, Wait, oh. who did? Uh, Jalen Green. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, he did. That's <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. I'm just like, oh. Yeah, we ain't forgetting. A man. lot of people forget. was like, oh, the PR team. Yeah, <laughs> he got signed the contract. One year contract. They, try, they trying to clean them up a little bit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that shit was too funny. Man. I see the couple of people. They <laughs> I see a couple of people saying, "Yep, yeah, he got her. Uh, that's her. That's his beard right there." Mm-hmm. Got the co- the contract, man. Contract <laughs> was signed. One year with the opt in clause. <laughs> so. Um, HRW said Texans are starting to win now they get bougie that's why they wouldn't let you in the suite man could be you know I bet you ain't have any problems coming in during the Davis Mills years but suddenly they locking shit down so very curious suddenly the team getting good yeah it's getting like that man like ain't nobody replying to emails man ain't no tickets available so it's a good thing to have man but I, I see what it is man I was out there every game last year when nobody was thinking about mm-hmm. us. Yeah, yeah. I feel that this is how the Astros fans who were there for the 100 lost game seasons feel now. Mm-hmm. Now we hey, can't. They struggling to get a ticket, man. That should be packed now. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. 
what you get for supporting the team when it's shit. I, I would say withhold your support until they get good again because you're just wasting your time thinking that loyalty is going to be reciprocated. Okay, it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miguel asked, Miguel Martinez is here from YouTube. What's, What's up, going man? on? Miguel, good to see you, dog. Yes, we did break down the Texans. We gushed over CJ Stroud and said he is the future. He is yeah. the man. He is him. He is yeah. that guy. He is that dude. He is that in. Go back to the beginning of the podcast whenever yes. you get the chance. And when we're done, out. which will probably be pretty soon, go ahead, hit that rewind button on Odyssey app. <laughs> we actually <laughs> on the Odyssey app too. If you want to listen to the podcast on the Odyssey, yeah, app. We, yeah. we're trying to get we're trying to collect the infinity stones of the podcast game, and we almost there. So yeah, yeah, check us out on there as well. <laughs> um, look, man, I don't want to. We, we're not going to speak for in the loop and what they said about CJ Stroud. Okay. You got to yeah. ask who said yeah. that shit. All right. Don't yeah. ask us why Landry look. and fucking <laughs> and John Lopez said what they said. We don't know, man. Look. Ask them. Hey, listen, man. I, I got to say this too, man, because there's a lot of people that have been doing this as well. Hey, hey, look, we all was wrong, man. And look, I was a CJ Stroud guy. Like, I was fine with C.J. Stroud. I knew we wouldn't get Bryce Young. I was perfectly fine with C.J. Stroud. But let's be real, man. Nobody knew C.J. Stroud was going to be this, this early in four games. So we all just got to relax on pulling up the receipts and all this other stuff, man. The team is good. Everybody's in a good mood. The vibes is good. It ain't no point to keep pointing fingers like, oh, remember you wanted Bryce? Oh, remember you wanted to trade the pick? Remember the... Look, man, the vibes is good, man. Everybody in a good mood. Um, look, I'm I'm sure they admit they were wrong because they wanted Bry- they was Bryce a buzz, but everything looking good now. They fine with it. The one thing I am glad um, is I I hate when people be wrong, but they still try to act like they're right or hey, it's not over yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when people be like, oh yeah, well CJ, they they try to make all these excuses. Oh Bryce Young, he got the worst team, man. CJ Stroud only succeeding because of this and because of that. And they just try to cover up their wrongs. Um, I don't really see nobody doing that. I think everybody just, you know, just hop on the bandwagon. I'm fine with it, man. Like we said earlier, the vibes is good. The team is fun to watch. It's fun to go to work on Mondays now after a win. So, um, yeah, I think, look, man, uh, I think everybody was wrong. Even even myself, yeah. who wanted uh, C.J. Stroud, um, I thought he was going to be good. I didn't think he was going to be this damn good. I didn't think he was going to be like a mile away from all the other quarterbacks. So um, I think it's a whole bunch of wrongs we can spread around. But Yeah. I've seen I've seen people who straight up did not like the pick and spoke out against it and said he was the wrong guy. Um, I don't see any of that anymore. They've admitted that they were wrong, man, for the most part. Yeah. Everybody who said they didn't like it, everybody who said they should have lost that last game and gotten Bryce, and uh, they, they've come around and said they were wrong. I haven't seen anybody still beating the fucking Davis Mills drum. I haven't seen anybody yeah. beating anything like that, asking we should have got Bryce. No, everybody has admitted when they said that, that, you know, CJ Stroud is the guy. Yeah. So, you know, just, just admit when you're wrong. And don't don't get so caught up in oh you said this back in Jan you said this back in April you said this man yeah. who gives a shit now uh, okay? we was who all cares? wrong man. why why are you looking for reasons to be mad all right we're winning we're <laughs> at doing a time good. like we're this eating. yeah there's always <laughs> those negative vibes just piss me off and I'm a negative 
Bad dude, dog. <laughs> Trust me. So when I say you're going too far with this type of shit, not you in particular, Miguel, but just people who are like this, you know, people who are always looking for an excuse to be mad and point fingers at somebody, even at times of success. You want to yeah. say, hey, you didn't believe in him. Hey, you didn't think this or that. None of us knew anything at that point, man. So don't yeah. act like you knew he was <laughs> going to be this good either, all right? Nobody yeah. knew shit about C.J. Stroud and how he yeah. was doing the NFL until he played. Yeah. And if everybody knew he was going to be this good, he would have won number one overall, man. Yes. <laughs> so, like, nobody expected this. I think it caught the NFL by storm, so... I think I think we all should be drinking beers together, taking shots together, and and just keeping the good vibes going, man. I, look, man, I I seen a lot of people say a lot of crazy stuff about C.J. Stroud and is he smart enough and all this other stuff. And ain't no yeah. point going, ain't no point going back down that road, man. I'm just happy Texans got a quarterback, and um, and HRW said uh, with well, C.J. or or already is better than the shine. We actually talked about that a little earlier, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, real, just a real uh, quick recap. I feel better about this this stretch with CJ Stroud than I did with Deshaun in this early um, in this early career. I, I don't know. Like, look, Deshaun was very flashy. He had some big moments that CJ probably didn't have yet. Some big highlight reels. But um, he also had some bad highlight reels, man, where it was just, it, it was either boom or bust. But CJ just super consistent, man. I feel like he put the ball where it needed to be. He ain't got the flashiest highlights, but the, he, he, know, he know how to play, man. And he's been getting better since the first game. So um, I like this stretch more than the, than, the, um, than the Sean Watson stretch. So Yeah, and it has to be said, Deshaun Watson had a better team around him as well. You know, CJ is doing this with the third and fourth stringers on the fucking uh, damn yeah. near on the O line. Some man. people that wouldn't even be in the league, to be honest. Yeah, on he, he, they're really turning shit into whatever good thing you Chicken want to turn salad. into. Yeah, getting the salad or whatever, <laughs> man. Lemons and lemonade or whatever. How the fuck that shit goes? But anyway, he's doing more with less. And yeah. he's proven people are using him as a national example as why you can't use injuries as an, as an excuse for quarterback play. Mm-hmm. You know, either you're good or you're not. Yeah. And even if your line is injured, even if you're missing people, you know, there's no excuse for extremely poor quarterback play unless you're just a bad quarterback or yeah. mediocre. So yeah. <laughs> Miguel asked, can we put Lovey in the ring of honor for winning that game? We might have to, dog. Yeah. You might have to. Him man. and Brandon Thanks. Cooks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for real, man. Uh, Miguel said, I still know how Rocket bought into Watson and Obi. Dog, I didn't buy into them, man. I said that the, the well, actually, I did say they had the potential to win the championship because the way they were playing, you believed it, man. Okay. Don't act like they, they were acting like there were scrubs out there, man. All right. We didn't know the truth about Bill. O'Brien, we didn't know he would become the GM and ruin the fucking team, okay? We didn't know any of that. But that yeah. happened, and that was a downfall. Yeah, but, and I think the knock on Bill O'Brien, or the thing that was keeping him around was, if he just get a quarterback, he just need to get that quarterback, then he'll yeah. be fine. And he did get that quarterback, and they were fine at one point, but it was mainly Deshaun Watson doing these spectacular plays that, that wasn't in the playbook that was keeping them hot, pretty much. Yeah. So... Yeah. How does that how does Bill O'Brien quote go? Uh, nobody cares, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> AFC South champions three years in a row. 
It doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter how it looks. It doesn't matter what it looked like. Ryan. That that game was ugly too. <laughs> <laughs> Buy into those cheat division titles, man. Oh, don't you wish you had a cheat division title right now, huh? <laughs> tell me, look at the last four years of this fucking team and at, tell me those division titles were shitty, man. Okay, I miss those days. Well, kind of. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I will say this though, man. Let's say the Houston Texans win the division title now. I feel like that would mean a lot more now than oh, yeah, the other ones, man. I, I feel like that would have a little more um, credit to it than the, than the other ones that Bill O'Brien's bragging about. Of course, man. You, you'd be happy about it because of D'Amico Ryan's, a former Texans player. Like, there's so much better storylines uh, with, with this team, man. You yeah. got, like, somebody like a Tank Dell, like an underdog, undersized, somebody making plays going out of his mind. C.J. Stroud, who, who was underdrafted at this point, you know, yeah. really should have been first overall. And so many good storylines, man. It would mean a lot more if they wanted division at, with where this team is at right now, where people thought they would be. Yeah. You know, that, that would be huge at this point. Yeah. Um, what up, Ernesto? Everybody coming through. Yeah. Man, everybody, I guess yeah. they assume we start late because we usually do. Yeah, I'm about <laughs> like, to say we should have started at 9 30. Right. <laughs> nah, it's all good, man. We fucking uh we're wrapping up almost. But what's up, Matt Wine Chemist? What's up, Ernesto? What's going on? Hope y'all are doing well. We are basking in the um uh the Texans and how well they're doing after beating the uh Steelers last week. Um yeah. we're also talked about the Drake album and other things that happened uh in culture and hip hop yeah. and all that this uh, week. For all and the pups. Really. I feel you, man. I feel you. It sucks to work late on a Friday, man. I feel you. I'm there with you. I've been there plenty of times. <laughs> so uh get always hit the rewind and enjoy the podcast in full whenever you get a chance, man. We appreciate you being here though. Um other things real quick before you end the podcast. Well, I want to talk about this Jay-Z thing, man, because it's been a big Topic of discussion again. I feel we talk, already talked about it at one point, but it's become a big thing again. It's an old interview that Jay Z did. Um, wait, Miguel asked, "What if they make an AFC Championship game?" Where Rocket say this is a better era than OB. <sighs> Why do you think I'm married to the Bill O'Brien <laughs> era, man? I just said that we had hope for the team, and we look with the Sean Watson. We thought he could take us anywhere. Yeah, with with how he was playing. So, of course, look, I want this to completely erase the Bill O'Brien era. I like D'Amico Ryan's more than Bill O'Brien, okay? <laughs> I want him to erase the memory of the Bill O'Brien division titles and everything. I want a team coached by him, led by C.J. Stroud, to go to the AFC Championship game, which is higher than any Texas team has gone, okay? I want that to happen, all right? I don't give a shit about the Bill O'Brien era. I'm just saying how we felt at that time. We thought it was possible, and it, clearly it wasn't. But yeah. we thought it could happen. But it didn't. I don't give a shit about Bill O'Brien. I don't care what happened to him now. I'm focused on Nico <laughs> Ryans and CJ Stroud, okay? Let's focus on the future. But we're focused on the yeah. present and the future, man. Yeah. I ain't Mag looking back Mag no more. Miguel bringing up receipts. <laughs> 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 no, Miguel quit on the team at that time, man. So I understand he was frustrated. But look, man, we are beyond that. We are past that. We're looking to the future. 
And I'm just excited that the team is doing well and we have a bright future ahead of us, man. That's all I'm saying right now, man. We're all, that's all. Let's get on the same vibe here, man. Let's yeah, stop man. pulling up the receipts. Let's stop talking about why somebody's with <laughs> stuff and whatnot. Let's get on the same page. Everybody yeah. needs to be on the same page. Look, this fan base has been divided since Deshaun Watson, okay? Deshaun mm -hmm. Watson crippled this fan base, all right? <laughs> And we are finally past him, man. We can finally throw him in the trash and move on. And y'all still want to bring up old shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about the old days. They the old days. Yeah, I need to put that <laughs> drop in there. <laughs> Remember back in the days, man, them days is over. over. <laughs> we are past it. We are looking forward to the future, man, okay? This fan base has been through a lot. All right, we've been through a lot. The Deshaun Watson thing divided us. We have some people are still divided on that until very recently. So we can finally put all that behind us and come together as a unified fan base, pulling for CJ Stroud and D'Amico Ryan's. Let's do that, okay? Everybody get on the same page, man. All right. Yeah. Everybody get in a formation, like Beyonce said. Mm -hmm. Let's just do this damn thing. Yeah, all right? let's, let's do the mute. The let's do the mute challenge on the pass. <laughs> 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 Let's do the damn thing, man. Everybody just keep the vibes chill. All right. That's all yeah. I ask. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so let's play this damn Jay-Z clip, man. Because everybody's been roasting Jay-Z um for this comment he made. Um, it's an old interview, man. I think it's pretty old, where he talked about how um, well, you'll you'll hear what he had to say. From that space. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like you, you know, you'll have people that where you come from. If you behave in a certain manner, that ain't, it's not accustomed to where they are, right? Some people haven't evolved past 16. They still stuck in that place, but you evolving every year. Mm -hmm. So that may be a threat to them, subconsciously or consciously. They kept back and funny because blah, blah, blah. You have to navigate that. Mm -hmm. You have cousins. You got to go home for Thanksgiving and people are talking to you like Kevin Hart. And you going home for solace. You want family. You're going home for peace of mind. You're going home for peace of mind. And they don't give you that and your because cousins, you're not, you're not Your that. cousins in your grandma's living room saying, yo, man, I got this, uh, I got this play. I want to, if you just give me, you know what I mean? <laughs> 4,800, I could make you 2 million. You yeah. like, it don't work like yeah. that, man. But you got to explain to him, like, life isn't like that. And money isn't free and it, no one's giving out opportunities. If it sounds too good to be true, it's really, and then he like, oh, you don't believe in my dreams. Where, so, where did from that. So, um, uh, Marxist Twitter got very upset with this man. Okay, um, they said Jay Z is worth a billion dollars. Why can't he give his cousin forty eight hundred for whatever idea he's come? Look, if, if you see the tweet, the quotes, and the uh, commentary on this tweet, number one, the tweet that quoted it, like I said, this, this interview is pretty old. It was yeah. Jay Z. And Kevin Hart on Kevin Hart's little show or podcast, whatever it is, it said, I'll never get over a billionaire saying some bullshit like this. <laughs> okay. Number one, and I hate to be technical, Jay-Z's not like a billionaire billionaire. All right. Don't give me these Forbes. These Forbes list billionaires are fake ass billionaires, man. I'm not saying Jay-Z ain't got a lot of money, but you can't say somebody's a billionaire based on what you think their assets are worth. Yeah. And information you don't even have. Yeah, that shit's just a fluff piece to pump up Jay Z and Rihanna and all these other people and saying they billionaires. You know, Billion billionaires can own their own NBA or NFL or MLB team. You know, and 
these celebrities can't do that on their own without being in the group. Yeah. So I, I don't count. Look, y'all, billionaire is being used very loosely lately, and uh, it's, it's gotten kind of cheesy, but whatever. Jay-Z has a lot of money. I'll say that much. Shiggy, uh, well, what is your take on this, man? I'll get your take first before I go off. Because what do you take on people being upset with Jay-Z? Do you think they have a point, or do you think um, they're they're being a little goofy with it? I, I think they being a little goofy, man. Look, it's a reason why billionaires are billionaires. I always say this. Because you, you you always see like the um the billionaires that look like they look like we dress better than them or they wear cheap shoes and stuff like that. They drive a cheap car. It's a reason why they they're billionaires and they gonna be wealthy for the re- for their whole generation. They don't they don't do stuff like that. They don't just give money out to their cousins unless it makes sense. And I think in this case, with Jay-Z talking about his cousin asking like the, Look, maybe maybe his play or whatever didn't make sense. Maybe Jay-Z didn't really see see it like that. And, you know, if he did that and it didn't work out, then Jay-Z ain't he, he just lost 4800 or whatever the whatever the price his cousin was asking for. I think Jay-Z was thinking as a business person because if I came up to you and said, "Hey Rocket, I got this play. Uh I think we can we can make a lot of money." And I say, hey, I'm going uh, to make a hot dog stand. And I'm going to do this, do that, do that. And we're going to make a lot of money. If you not really, if you don't really see the plan and the, and the end goal of that, it's your right to say, nah, I don't, I don't know about that. Like, it's, it, that's your right <laughs> because it's your money. Because if you give me that money and it don't work, I'm, I mean, I, I probably won't be able to give you that money back. So you're you're out of that money. And you know, if Jay-Z do that for one person, he probably gonna do it for more people. And you know, that's how a lot of people go broke, man. They start giving out money and not give getting anything in return for it. But I'm sure if this if this cousin of his had a really good idea and Jay-Z was really into it, I'm sure he would invest, he he would, you know, get the money to his cut. He he would do it the right way. He ain't just gonna write a check and say, here you go. He probably going to help his cousin out any way he can and try to get piece of that, piece of that pie. And that way everyone can get rich. So uh, I don't fault him for that, man, because it's, look, dog, it's, it's, uh, that's the one thing I hate. So uh, I had a friend of mine who um, I've been friends with for years. And um, just a little sidebar, um, my, one of my cousins that I really don't talk to as much um, she's with John Wall. She's messing. With, she she got kids by John Wall, and no, so okay. and so. Um, the first thing he said, "Oh, dang, he ain't gonna break you off no money." I'm like, he don't even know me. Why would he just give me some money? Why like why why would he just give break me off a check? Like, first of all, I don't even talk to my cousin like that. <laughs> so that would be a little weird if I just come out of nowhere asking for money. But why would he give me some money? Like I, I just felt like that don't make any sense. So um, I think people always had that mindset of, "Hey, you, you, uh, it's this rich person right here. Try to get some money from him, and it don't, it don't work like that, man. A lot of people, you know, and I'm not just saying this about John Wall, but just billionaires, like business people. It's a reason why they're rich, man. It's a reason why 
<laughs> it's a reason why they're where they at because they make smart decisions. And I feel like Jay-Z probably felt like he made a smart decision. He probably felt like that idea wasn't that, wasn't that good, wasn't worth giving him money for that. So I I get it, man. That's a that's a strong thing to balance, man. Is <laughs> that's a real thing when people think you got money and your family always come to you. I I got family come to me all the time now, and I'm <laughs> dog. I'm nowhere near <laughs> as wealthy at all. Like I'm I'm still struggling to be honest. But people see me on the gram and see everything I'm doing, and they just think I just got it like that. And I'm like I ain't got it like that. <laughs> Like I'm better than where I used to be, but I'm I'm still struggling. So, I think I think family in general think you know if you got it, you you get to take care of them. But how that's go? How you going to help yourself too? Because I can't go I can't go to nobody if I need something. So um, I get where Jay Z coming from. I never understood when people feel like you know just because we related, you got to give me all this money. It got to make sense, man, because if I just cut you that check, you might not even be ready for what you want to do. So that money might be gone. So, um, yeah, I understand what he's doing, man. Yeah, um, the, the the defense people have for that is that, okay, billionaires, most of them, if they had an idea or something they got rich job of, they had people loan the money. They had investors. They had things like that. Some a lot of times it was somebody from their family who gave them money to start something up. And to that I say, fair enough. I mean, Jay Z himself started that way. You know, he and Dame Dash had to release Reasonable Doubt independently because mm -hmm. no major label wanted to take them. So they yeah. had to release that album independent, and they had to get a lot of people involved who loaned them money, and uh, they had to do they had to do it the dirty way, man. But they found a way to do it. Uh, I think the key takeaway that people missed is that he's at a Thanksgiving dinner with his family, man. <laughs> he's at his, he's chilling with his grandma in this example that might not even be real. I don't even know if this is something that actually happened. It's just a yeah. hypothetical example, it could be. But he's at his Thanksgiving dinner trying to hang out with his family and, and chill. And his cousin comes to him with some plan and says he needs 4,800 or whatever. Like, do you understand that's an inappropriate place to ask for something like that? Yeah. And I'm sure Jay-Z has put a lot of people on and given a lot of people money for startup or something. You know, people are acting like he's just some stuck-up billionaire asshole. And I don't know Jay-Z. You know, I can't say he's not or whatever he is. But this, the, the example is what people missed out on. The fact that he's at Thanksgiving dinner trying to unwind with his family. And you, you would assume he doesn't have that many opportunities to do that. Yeah. And some his cousin hits him up trying to get some money from him. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the issue, man. People try to do things when they when they're close to you, they take advantage of something. There's still proper channels to go through, man. Okay. Even if you're the cousin, even if you're related, there's proper channels. You can't at least call or meet me at during business hours or wherever yeah. I'm at. You gotta do it at Thanksgiving I yeah, I don't want eating stuff in a turkey. Yeah, I would take it a step further. I feel like if it's that that really big of a proposal, uh, come up with some type of PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shoot them an email, like make a presentation where you'd be like, "Hey, look, you know," because you can't do that in the in the real world. It just you can't just go up to a bank and say, "Let me get forty eight hundred dollars." 
Or you can't go up to somebody else on the street and say, hey, I got this idea. Give me $4,800. Yeah. You got to sell them on your, your dream or your goal and see if they want to buy into it or not. So I think that's tacky of a, on itself. Just, hey, I got this move. Give me $4,800. It's just like, damn, you got to be a little more professional than that. Because Jay-Z, look, he, he used to be a street dude, but he's professional, man. He, he's a, like he said, I'm a businessman. <laughs> so I'll come to him as a businessman and, and do it the right way. And I'm sure Jay-Z will probably respect it a little more. And especially if it wasn't around Thanksgiving, but if you did something like that, man, I think he probably would be either be like, yeah, let's do it this way, do it that way. But just coming out with your hand out, man, I just that's always a no for me, man. Yeah, nah, like I really there are people who I respect who really got on Jay Z for this shit, and I just think it's because they don't like him, you know. Mm-hmm. So fair enough, but. There are people who just seem to miss his point completely and made up some stuff that wasn't like he just doesn't give money to anybody or is just some stuck up asshole, man. And like I said, I don't know him, but the example is a context that they missed, man. And it was kind of it was kind of silly how far they took it. Like, oh, I don't I don't care who it was. I like I would give my cousin forty eight hundred if I was a billionaire. Like, come on, man. Yeah. It's it's about that's not the point he was making. It was just the, the environment in which he asked, and there's proper channels for that type of thing, man. Yeah. They were all ignored because you're my cousin, so you got to give it to me. Yeah, and cousins, look, if I was a billionaire, I, I don't give a shit. The only people who could get guaranteed money for me are immediate family. All right, mom, dad, sister, that's it. Niece and nephews too. Yeah, that anybody else, man, I don't know. <laughs> Cousins, I'm I, I'm close to like two of my cousins, maybe. Yeah. Maybe they could get something. Anybody else? Nah, y'all, y'all. <laughs> nah, I feel you. I'm sorry, yeah. but we went through some some tough times, and not a lot of people were there to help us out. So, nah, mm-hmm. I don't know about that, man. I, I, I'm with Jay Z on that. Yeah, I yeah. Ain't, I don't care about your uh, whatever plan, whatever play you got, man. I. Ain't, you can't get me for that. Sorry. Yeah. No, I agree, man. I'm I'm the exact same way because even with, when they brought up the reasonable doubt and how you had to get money from other people, all that stuff, I'm sure he ain't just walk up to him and say, "Hey, let me get let me get ten thousand dollars for this out." I'm I'm your nephew. Give me forty eight hundred yeah. to, to start this yeah. record label. I'm sure he had to sell people on the dream and show people, "Hey, this album is going to be the best album that come out of New York." And you know, once I once we put this album out, I'm gonna get a record deal. We gonna get the money. I could give it back to. You. I'm sure he had to sell people on why he needed that money. It wasn't just like a hey, I got this play, <laughs> look out for me. So like even that part, man. I just look, man. People if people want to ask for money like it wasn't like asking for twenty dollars to go to the store, or let me get let me hold ten dollars or something like that. Oh, come on, man. You got to I feel like if you want to be professional, you got to you got to come at them professional. Like I I'm learning 100%, that. like man. I've been learning that ever since I've been working in this business, man. Just you know, if I have an idea or something like that, shoot somebody an email. And you know, don't you don't just go up and just ask for money. You got to mm-hmm. you know, you got to sell them a dream. You got to tell them what you can do, how you can make money. All you got to you got to put up put on a presentation. 
and then, you know, be like, hey, you know, this is how much this costs. If I get this, then we can bring in this. Otherwise, like, otherwise, it's like, well, no, I'm not just giving you anything. And I learned that, too. Like, a lot of billionaires are like that, or people that's rich are like that. P. Diddy said the same thing. Remember that meme was going around? Um, remember the H&M, the coolest monkey in the jungle or something? With the black dude. The oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it was like a, a false article or meme going around saying P. Diddy gave him a million dollars to model for Sean John or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And he cleared it up on the Breakfast Club like, why would I give somebody a million dollars to take a picture? <laughs> like, that don't even make sense. And to me, that showed that these millionaires, just because they got millions of dollars don't mean they need to give it out. Like, they got to be smart about that. Like, you really got to be uh, strategic about how you spend your money. Otherwise, it's going to be gone. I know that sounds silly. You know, no, that's what happened to MC Hammer, man. MC yeah. Hammer looked out for a lot of people in his sure, community. A lot, of and and a lot of cousins. $30 million gone, dog. Yeah. You looked out for a lot of people and it cost them. So, uh, I mean, Jay Z has used that example before. He actually <laughs> got dissed by MC Hammer for it. Yeah. <laughs> Hammer went broke, so you know I'm more focused. Yeah. Because unlike Hammer, 30 million can't hurt me. Yeah. So, yeah, shit was crazy, man. Uh, Matt Wine Kimmis says, uh, oh, yeah, HRW says about that return of it on investment. Yeah, it definitely is, man. And, and maybe it could, if it's, it's somebody you trust, you could just loan it out and, and trust they'll do something with it. But if it's brought up as a business plan, you would expect to see some kind of re return from it. Yeah. And I'm sure if it was like Christmas or something like that, I'm sure Jay Z give out some expensive yeah. gifts or checks and stuff like that. I'm sure he's just not pure selfish. Mm -hmm. But it seemed like his cousin came to him as like a businessman. Like, hey, let me get this and I'm going to do this. It's like, nah, man, it don't it don't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Wine Chemist says, you will lose everything trying to put everyone on. You can tell if it's an investment if they come to you correctly. Ask to speak to him after the family gathering and present a well-put-together business plan. Yeah, exactly, man. And it kind of goes to your point that you brought up earlier where if you mention that you're somehow related or connected to somebody famous, they assume that you got some of their money. Yeah. You know, if you say so-and-so is my cousin or so-and-so is uh, uh, related to me somehow or my my uh, a cousin is married to so-and-so, they'd assume you got money. <laughs> I'm like, man, how no. do you think that goes? Uh, uh, I'm broke as <laughs> joke. <laughs> he ain't got nothing to do. He probably don't you even know who I am. People just get... <laughs> Extended family money for no reason. Yeah. If you if you were related somehow, you just get their money, man. Come on, dog. It's never worth no, like that. No, we uh, over here struggling, man. Like, <laughs> like ain't nobody looking out for me. And, and to be honest, I got so much pride where I won't even ask for nothing. Like I just work mm -hmm. it out myself, man. Like I, I'm fine. I'm blessed where I'm at. Where I'm at now, but I'm not asking nobody for money just because. Like, if anything, I would try to, you know, do what I was telling Jay-Z's cousin to do and maybe present something and, you know, come up with some type of business plan where we all can eat. But I'm not just asking somebody for money, man. I'm past those days. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, uh, it's like that, uh, uh, that big pun song, It's So Hard, man. He was like, what'd you say your name is again? <laughs> I know you from where? Elementary school. <laughs> I don't know you, man. 
<laughs> like people, people just be crazy with that type of shit, man. Um, Alan Gonzalez said, please with a cherry on top. Yeah, that's how you gotta ask. That's all you gotta go, man. With somebody's rich and you're related, just say please with a cherry on top. Pretty please. Yeah. And they yeah. give you money. That's as easy as it is, man. So look, I, I understand some of the concerns people are saying with, you know, you you, you want to look out for family in certain circumstances, but they really went, look, people just don't like Jay-Z. Okay, that's yeah. the thing. People just don't like Jay-Z. And uh, this was an excuse to kind of shit on him. And look, I, I get it. It is. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be on the Jay-Z defense force, man. But I thought their reasoning was silly. Like, they didn't understand the point at all that he was trying to make. Yeah. And, and I can see how it could be a little bit of headline porn, too. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, oh, Jay-Z, bil- billionaire Jay-Z won't give his cousin $4,800. <laughs> That that do seem like you know it do seem really shitty, mm-hmm. but if you look from his point of view, imagine how many people ask him for money. Yes, <laughs> and like I said, he a businessman, so I'm sure he probably get a lot of people that's way under him going to him asking for money to uh, to do something or be a part of something. the The problem is we can't relate to being in his position. We relate to the cousin. Yes. So that's why people were in their feelings, because that's yes. what we relate to. That's what we're more closer to, is yes. the cousin asking for money, not the person giving it out. So. Yeah. Yeah, see, I, yeah, I think that that's what it is. A lot of people just think billionaires should look out for their family all the time. And I think they do. I think I think they do look out to their family uh, to a certain extent. And, and I think Jay-Z, Jay-Z seemed like the type, if his cousin wanted to somehow work for him or get on some type of way. I feel like yeah. Jay-Z would, would you know, do that. We'll give him the chance. But to just sit there and ask for money, I think that's I think that's crazy, man. I, if I yeah. was in that position, I would be like, hey, hey, uh, Cousin Jay or Uncle Jay, <laughs> like, uh, how can I work for Rock Nation with you? Or mm-hmm. can I, is it a way I could get an internship? Or Because you know he could, if, if, you know he could pull strings to get you anywhere. So I'm sure he probably won't get you to be the president of uh, some company, but he could get you in the building where a lot of people go to school and still can't get in the building. So it's it's all type of other opportunities rather than just asking for $4,800, man. I don't even think it was about the money. I think it was just the principle, man. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, people on Twitter always take things to the extreme, so... HRW asks, is this the second cousin or seventh or tenth cousin? Yeah, I don't know how they were related, yeah. man. It could have been somebody he ain't even met before. But, yeah, it, it was silly how far Twitter took it. I saw them shit on him for days, and people who usually I agree with what they say and respect their opinion, they was just kind of going all the way left with it. But yeah. it is what it is. It, it, made, it made me not want to get rich, man. I don't yeah, ever, I, I, I want to be, be rich, rich, but I don't. the thing is, it's like Tupac said. All I want is money. Fuck the fame. I'm a simple man. That's all I want because most millionaires aren't famous. Yeah. Think about it, man. You don't know the name is most millionaires. Yeah. That's where I would like to be. Sure. Somebody it's, who's rich but not, not known. It's a lot in Houston, uh, man. Known is the problem. It's, yes. it's a lot in Houston. You ride around Houston and see some of these mansions. Mm-hmm. And you like Mars, you see fucking Lambos on the street and shit. Like, who the fuck is driving this, man? It's a regular degler dude, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody that probably a lawyer or a doctor or something like that, who just or could be a trust fund baby. 
<laughs> it could yep. be some old money. Yeah. It's just like, damn. I, I I'd rather be something like that. But yeah, even I just don't want to be known. Even at that media. even at that point, man. Like you you still got the family. You still got them cousins you ain't hear from from years. Yeah. And want to come down to see uh, Uncle Boop, man, Uncle Uncle Figgy, <laughs> or Cousin Figgy. And it's just like, man, yep. <laughs> like, I don't want to deal with this. You got to have a burner Instagram for the flexing, man. You can't be posting the flexing on your oh, regular dog. account. <laughs> if, dog, if I was rich, I don't even know if I had social media, man. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know, man. I probably wouldn't. I would probably retire somehow. Uh, had some type of business and just had like a business account or something like that. But I don't even know if I'll be on social media. Yeah, yeah. It's uh I don't know, man. It's 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 a risk at that point. We have something to lose to be on social media. So yeah. might as well just delete everything. Yeah. Um last but not least, you want to bring you want to talk about Colin Kaepernick. He uh apparently met with our favorite ex-wrestler. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Sidebar, man. You know, I shit on The Rock a lot because I think he's super... Well, I shit on Dwayne Johnson. I like The Rock, but I ain't seen The Rock in a long time. But I'm not going to lie when fucking I saw the clip of him come out on SmackDown. I got I got hyped up, man. <laughs> I, I still get hyped up seeing him come out to that music. If you smell, if you smell what The Rock... Is cooking and that shit done. <laughs> I be getting hyped, man. I yeah. take me back to being ten year old, eleven year old, watching uh, WWE, WWF at the time, Raw, seeing The Rock in his prime in like nineteen ninety nine and two thousand. Man, I, I'm sorry, it does. I, I get hyped yeah. when I see that shit. So I feel like a fraud because I don't like Dwayne Johnson, but I like The Rock. Yeah. So uh, he came back on SmackDown a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, shit, I'm excited. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a fraud, man. No, but anyway. But see, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson and The Rock are two different people. The Rock was like. They really are. The man. Rock. Think about it. The Rock was super disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> he said, shut, shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he, like, he was a big time um, talker. But Dwayne Johnson is like a super nice guy, mm-hmm. like super nice Russell Wilson ish type of yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why I rub people the wrong way a little bit. That's why it yeah. kind of come across as a little fake. Yeah, no, definitely, man, definitely. He's just he's just a cheesy guy, man. Like I I, I can't say he's. Look, there's much worse people in the world than Dwayne Johnson. All right, I'm not gonna yeah. act like he's evil or. Something. Just the act is corny. Sometimes I see the stunts he does, and it's like, eh, why are you doing this type of shit, man? Oh, I, I went to the uh, the store where I used to steal candy bars, and I bought a thousand candy bars to make them. Niggas, shut up, dog. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Just give them some money if you felt bad about it. Why buy the candy bar? <laughs> so anyway, she was super corny. But anyway, um, you know, he, he's the owner or some kind of relief role of the XFL. Apparently, he met with... Uh, Colin Kaepernick, and he said the meeting went well, but he does not think that Colin will join the XFL. Um, they talked about things. He, I guess he offered a position, a, a, a chance to come to the XFL, which might merge with the USFL, apparently. I heard they were in talks to merge the two companies. Yeah. Um, and apparently he does not think it'll get done on Colin Kaepernick's end. So uh, what do you think about that news? 
was figgy. Do you think uh, um, there's a chance Colin Kaepernick would ever go to an XFL or USFL type situation or not? Nah, it's over, man. And it kind of explains what we kind of know already. Like, this is this is leaning more towards clout chasing. And I didn't want to do that before, man, because clout, to me, clout chasing, it's, 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 when you put clout chasing with Colin Kaepernick, it kind of mean like he really wasn't about the cause. And I don't want to say that. I feel like he truly was about that cause. But just the whole... Hey, I'm trying. They won't let me back in the NFL at all. And look at that, I'm blackballed. But you got a chance to, you know, play your way into a league, and you not taking that opportunity. You want like for years he want he wanted a chance to start, and clearly that wasn't going to happen. So he, I felt like he'd rather sit out and not, you know, join at all than to be a backup or, you know, at least try out or something like that. And um, to me, it just didn't make sense. And and now you got the SFL that's like, hey, you know, we'll bring you in for sure, but you too good for that. It just, to me, it just didn't make sense to me. And I felt like if he was really about, um, if he was really, if he really wanted to play, he would play somehow, ball out, and get a chance to play in the NFL because look, Pete, remember PJ Walker, the uh, Houston uh, Houston Roughnecks legend mm-hmm. who balled out. He's in the league now, man. Yeah, he he ended up getting picked up in the league, and uh, it's funny. I think he I think he played for the Browns now. <laughs> I think he liked the backup to the backup for the Browns. But um, yeah, man, like he made his way to the yep. league. Now he he bouncing around, so. I just I just don't get it. I just feel like now him writing a letter to the Jets and all this stuff is just to bring attention to say, hey, hey guys, I'm still around. Like look at all these uh, look how bad this quarterback is playing. But I'm still here. Like Doug, if you really wanted to play, you would have played anywhere. So I I just don't get it, man. I I don't understand. So, yes, yeah, it's embarrassing, man. I, I said basically everything I felt about it on the last podcast. It's just sad to see it end this way because I always respected the fact that he sacrificed his NFL career um, for 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 the a cause he believed in. I'd rather him bring this attention to other issues that he liked to bring attention to because him getting black, supposedly black, ball from the NFL is not some the greatest injustice ever, man. Okay, it sucks for him. But, I mean, you call the NFL like slavery and shit, man. You, you shit it on this league, man. Why would you want to be a part of it this bad if you hate it? I yeah. feel. Do yeah. something else, man. People, you still, you're still an important figure in history, all right? Yeah. Yeah. But this just really sours it. And, and my, my thoughts go to he's trying to play this into something else. Maybe he wants to make a new documentary on how he's been unfairly blackballed. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it, it's just silly, man. And, you know, elite, I respect Dwayne for even reaching out to him, you know, because I'm sure he knew that Colin Kaepernick was not going to entertain seriously the XFL. Yeah. But he still tried. Yeah. So uh, it, it is what it is. He's not going to play again, man. It's been going on seven years since he last played. Look, it's over. Yeah. Okay, it's over. So. Yeah. And, and also, too, um, 
if he if he hated the league that much, won't you try to go somewhere else mm-hmm. and try to show what you can bring to the league? And maybe they'd be like, oh, we hey, we need to start a quarterback right now. Yeah, let's bring you in. But it seemed like he just he 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 shitted on the job. Let, let's be real, he got blackballed. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't want to, nobody wanted to sign them. And now you still trying to get into the job that you should have known. We see it all the time in this business. Like, people leave the station, and on their way out, they shit on the station so much. Mm-hmm. While they go on, they shit on the station. But then quietly, they want to get back to the station because it was so good. They they realized how, how good it was compared to the other stations they went to. Or it's, they lose their previous job and want to come back. So yeah, yeah it is what it is. So it's like, like, why would you do that? So um, yeah, man, I, it's very disappointing. And I was a huge cap supporter, man. Like, yeah, I, man, and it's I just, also like think if you were in his place, why would you want to come back and risk being embarrassed? Yeah, because look, it's not like he's gonna come in and light it up. Yeah, let's say he does get a chance to play in the NFL game and has a awful performance what's everybody gonna say see I, that ruins your entire case for being back in the league yep if they, if he goes out to the xfl and stinks over there everybody's gonna point at him and say hey see why he's not in the league mm-hmm. why would you even risk that man yeah he has no intention to play like there's no there's no positive that comes from him being back in the nfl honestly yeah after a six-year layoff Mm-hmm. Where he's not in the right shape. Look, he's probably in good shape by regular standards. He's not in NFL shape, man. You can't tell me he's been doing NFL quality workouts for seven years straight since he last played. Nah, he haven't. And, and the and look, nah, the game so, the game is way faster. It's way yes, different from when different. he last played. <laughs> so you, you and, and it's not like he was an amazing quarterback when he left too. There's conflicting reasons as to why. He was so bad in his last season. Fair enough. But it's not like he was great. Yeah, okay, it, wasn't, with that. it wasn't so. like it was after that Super Bowl. Exactly. And then, he, and then that was it. <laughs> so, so. Uh, yeah, his last year in San Francisco was a, a little shaky. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it, just unfortunate to see, man. But <laughs> shout out to, I guess, Dwayne for even reaching out and entertaining it. But, you know, we knew it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Eh, we'll, we'll see where he, he goes from here, man. He, I'm sure we'll. I know we'll he would have. I himself. know he would have had a lot of supporters going to games to see him. Yeah, exactly. So it would have been. I think it would have been a big deal. I, hell, I probably would have tried to go to a game. I would have at least watched the game that he played yeah. in, man. Like, let's see what Colin gonna do. Yeah, he would have created. Yeah, Colin would take it. Yeah, he would create a lot of headlines and everything. You mm-hmm. you probably had Jason Whitlock breaking the game down. He ain't talked sports in years. Mm-hmm. He'd be breaking the game down. If he was trash, he'd be like, see, that's what, see? This is, uh, I forgot what he called him. <laughs> he called him Martin Luther something. I forgot what he called him. Uh, what was it? <laughs> I forgot, but it was something kind of funny. Yeah. I can't even lie. <laughs> yeah. Martin Luther. It wasn't Martin Luther King, but it was something weird like that man. uh yeah it was something crazy but um i don't i don't know it's look it, it it's unfortunate that it's it, it, he looks this bad trying to get trying to pull these stunts i don't know what he's doing like yeah. focus there's other things you could focus on as an activist rather than trying to get back in the nfl but yeah. whatever um 
I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll hear more from him in the future. So we'll, we'll see where he goes from there. Yeah. Um, anything else happened this week, man? Anything else going on on Twitter? I'm, I'm scrolling to make sure we ain't missed nothing that happened today. Um, and I think that might be about it. You've been watching any movies or uh, any TV shows? No, I was lately. I was about to start on this show called The Continental. That's mm-hmm. on Peacock. It's pretty much a spinoff series, or no, it's a prequel series to uh, John Wick. So you know the building John Wick was in uh, yeah. the Continental and all that stuff. It's the prequel to that. So uh, I thought it was interesting. I never heard of it until somebody brought it up to me. So I'm like, dang. Wait, it's like in the John Wick universe? Yeah. Like yeah. there, there has been John Wick somehow become like the new MCU. It is. I know. The director really was is. talking about like John Wick seven, eight, and nine. He has plans for like up to John Wick nine. Yeah. That, that how this movie about somebody trying to get revenge for his dead dog, yeah, turn into like its own cinematic universe. What's, what's funny is, uh, like, look, I enjoy the movies a lot because mm-hmm. of the action alone, but. Let's be real, man. This, this this shit is ridiculous, man. Like the stuff that be happening in these shows, yeah, is really ridiculous. It, it's strictly um, based off of the um, the action in it for me. So I'm just like, oh, I just want to see how he kill people and all this other stuff. How it end, and um, yeah, and that's how it been the last five or I, I forgot. I think it's like four of them, but um. It's it it's starting to get really ridiculous to the point me and the wife, he was sitting there watching it. And I'm just like, how is he still walking around? Like, this dude, he got some type of special suit jacket or something. It's like bulletproof suit jacket. This dude just getting shot up, stabbed, everything, man. Thrown downstairs. And this dude still up walking, man. I was just like, how is he doing this? <laughs> but uh, I, I like the action, man. <laughs> it's, it's enjoyable, so yeah. Um, dumb, sometimes dumb action is just fun, man. I yeah, like a lot. You gotta of- take it what it take it dumb for action. what it is. Yeah. So uh, I yeah. like I'm not coming in trying to figure out the storyline and all exactly. this stuff. Exactly. You just want to see cool shit sometimes, man. Yeah, but um, yeah, they have a prequel show on Peacock. I think it's Peacock, uh, called The Continental. I think it just started. I think it's only like three episodes right now. So uh, mm-hmm. I've been um, I, I'm I'm gonna probably start it this weekend or something. Speaking of dumb action, did you watch Expendables Four with Fifty Cent? I didn't. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> ain't ain't he in Expendables Four? I think he is. Yeah, Fifty Cent was in Expendables Four with uh, Megan Fox for some reason. Mm. Like, what's going on with Megan Fox? Why is Megan Fox? I was watching some videos of this the new Mortal Kombat that came out, mm-hmm. and she's doing a voice of one of the characters, mm. Megan Fox, and now she's in Expendables Four. <laughs> I think they're making a new Transformers movie with her in it too. I don't. Where, where is this Megan Fox comeback coming from, man? Hey, she's trying is to show. New- she's trying to show Machine Gun Kelly that she still got it. Apparently, <laughs> man. I don't know what's going on. I guess uh, there's a new Weinstein. And that's that pumping these girls up. I don't, I don't know, man, but very interesting. But anyway, I saw Expendables 4 came out with 50 Cent. I just thought it was funny if anybody saw it. Yeah. Um, I heard it was trash, too, but of course it is, man. It's 70 years old at this point. Yeah. 
Um, there's a new movie with John David Washington. I kind of want to see. It's like a sci-fi type movie with. Uh, it's called The Creator. Okay, we was talking um, about that on the show. So uh, C.J. Stroud had a birthday a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and they asked him what he do for his birthday, and he said he went to the movies with his family to see that movie. <laughs> so uh, I had never heard of that movie until he brought it up. Yeah, and then I uh, looked it up. I'm like, oh, John David Washington in it was in it. And of course, ain't nobody knew who John David Washington was, course, so I had to, I had to kind of explain a little bit. <laughs> it looks interesting. I like sci-fi movies, man. I know somebody who saw it and said, it was "Okay," so I don't know. Okay. Like, I'm at the point now where unless it's something amazing, I'm gonna wait till streaming, man. Because every time I go to see a fucking movie, it's like twenty bucks just for the ticket. Yeah. These movie prices are out of control, man. That's <laughs> DVD day one yeah. price. Yes. What the fuck? Movies used to be, look, I know we on an old man shit, but movies I feel like used to be under $10 to go see for a ticket. Yeah. Just, and now they, they got all these charges when you order it and then yeah. uh, you don't get food. That's a whole yeah, other thing. Yeah, just imagine going on a date to the movies now, man. $40. $40 plus, just to walk in the door. Yeah. <laughs> Then you got popcorn, then you got drinks, then you got candy or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Fuck else. They got they got real food there now, too. They got real might f- want some real food. Yeah. They might got- want some pizza or fucking uh chicken strips. Yeah, they got a bar, <laughs> they got the bar in there now. Yeah, they got yeah, they got alcohol and shit. <laughs> oh, Alamo is crazy, man. Alamo's Alamo's legit. What's Alamo? Alamo. What the what, uh, what, what's that? Oh, I saying what they got. Where is that at? Alamo Draft House. Yeah. Um, I know Draft House. I don't. I don't know exactly. They got a bunch of locations in Houston, but basically, it's like a uh a, a movie theater slash kind of restaurant where oh, you okay. sit down. Like the screens ain't the biggest, but they big enough. <laughs> and you sit down, and they bring you like a menu, and you say what you want, and then it's like real food. It's not like just popcorn and bullshit. You actually eat like mm. real dinner food and shit. Okay. So. It's really good, man. It's of course expensive as everything is right now, but it's really good. Um, I recommend it. You, you gotta try it at some point. You gotta go out at some point. Yeah, but yes, yeah, it's, it's some good food up in there, man. Yeah, I I went to iPick. I went to iPick. I want to say twice, and it's pretty much the same thing. It actually, um, it's a little more um, intimate because you got like little cubbies. Yeah. So it's not like regular seats or a table. You got like a little cubby and it's kind of closed off. You got the pillows right there. You got the menu. You can hit the button and the waitress come and you order food and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm scared to know how much that costs now because that used to be like $20 a person. $20, $25, some, somewhere yeah. around there. So that wasn't a typical. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, if a regular movie theater is 20 that that's probably like forty at this point. So, uh, but I went there twice, and it was it's actually, it's a good experience. Yeah, and they ain't got those. Well, damn sure ain't got those in Cleveland, because I uh, I tried it when I was here, and I was like, damn, see, that's why I used them better. And <laughs> they got mm-hmm. movie theaters like this. But uh, yeah, those places be having like full bars, full waitresses, and all that stuff, full, uh, full menu. So it's um it's really cool. I, I, it's a good yeah. experience. It's, it's something you got to do at least once. Oh, definitely, man. Like I'm down for that if the if it's like a good experience. But the regular movie theaters be costing too much, man. Yeah. Where it's like a regular ass. And that look here's here's a crazy thing. 
I'm so scared to go see a new movie at the movie theater and waste that money that what I do now is I see old movies that replay at the theater, man. <laughs> like, they re-released an old Korean movie called Old Boy recently, and I wanted to go see that. That movie came out in, like, 2003. Damn. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite movies, so I wanted to see it on a big screen finally. But that's what I do now, man. I go see movies that I've, I've already seen. <laughs> like 20 years ago. And I'm like, I went to go see The Godfather with my uh, with my mother uh, at the, the movie as well. Um, there's other movies that re-release that I want to see, but that's a safe bet, man. I'd rather yeah, see a movie I you know, know is good yeah. and take a risk on a 2023. Might be some bullshit. Yeah. And I waste that money. So, yeah. yeah. That's the state of it. Yeah, the only, the only movies I've been going to see, to be honest, was like Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of like a thing with me and the wife. We just, you know, whenever a new Marvel movie drops or yeah. uh, or tickets go on sale, she pre she pre order them, and then that's like our little date night type thing. That's kind of like our our little thing. But outside of that, man, I, I haven't seen anything where I'm like, oh, I gotta I gotta go see this movie. Like I need like let me get these tickets now. I gotta go see this. I just never felt that way. I I just felt like I'm better off bootlegging it or or wait to a drop on a streaming service. Yeah, I mean it it drops so quickly on streaming now that it yeah. really is pointless to go see the movie. Yeah, man. sure. I think Barbie about to drop on a streaming service real soon. Yeah. So I'm like, cool. I ain't got to go through the circus. Mm-hmm. Everybody yep. <laughs> trying to see it. <laughs> Everybody Speaking of which, they jacking up these prices again, man. It's fucking ridiculous. Hulu uh, just increased. I canceled Hulu. I'm like, enough. I don't watch yeah, it Yeah, I can't. Dog, I canceled a lot of stuff, man. I'm mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I'm de- Look, every we talked about it before. Uh, groceries going up. Everything going up. I'm like, man, I, yeah. dog, title. My, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably the only <laughs> motherfucker with title. At this point, and title been screwing up. Sometimes it stopped playing, and sometimes it go in and out. Where I'm like, man, at this point, I'm paying like seventeen dollars for this shit, man. Man, Jay Z sold it. You ain't got to support it no more. Yeah, I'm about to. Okay. uh, (laughs) No, I'm I'm seriously about to go to Spotify, man. Mm -hmm. Because at this point, it's not even worth it, man. He ain't dropping no damn album soon. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, man. I, I haven't listened to a Jay Z album in a minute. I'm not like I'm not like playing this every day, so I'm like, man, I could I, I'm fine without it, man. Now his music is on Spotify and Apple Music now too, man. Yeah, so, so that's the other really thing. No too. reason. Yeah. yeah, so I think I might. I think I'm a jump ship. I I I just gotta talk to the wifey first because I think she got her own little playlist and stuff too that she used, and now I want to just cut the cord and she be asked out. So. Mm-hmm. I, I got to make an important decision. And uh, and the other thing, too, she a teacher. So I'm trying to see if I could possibly get something with some type of teacher discount. Yeah. Because a lot of teachers, they get discounts for little mm-hmm. services like that. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm thinking about cutting the cord a lot of stuff. I already cut the cord. I cut the cord on Sling because I'm like, the only thing I'm watching on Sling is ESPN and, and freaking... Um, I think she watched like HGTV or something. Like, dog, we paying pretty much cable prices for that because mm-hmm. they jacked that up to about sixty dollars. I'm like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. So I'm like, let me get the, uh, let me start um, hot boxing everything. Let me start stream, uh, legally streaming everything because this is crazy, man. 
Yeah, it's getting ridiculous, man. I'm I'm cutting the cord on a lot of things as well. It's I mean, I'm I, I, this is fine because this is what the cord cutting was supposed to be. Now I'm cutting the cord on cord cutting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I'm cord cutting the cord cutting yeah, mask, man. Yeah, you know that meme where you look at somebody and you snatch the mask off and it's something? Yeah. <laughs> you snatch the mask off and it's cable. <laughs> yep. No, definitely, man. These yeah. price- All these damn streaming services, man, you pretty much got cable. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, nah, I'm good, man. <laughs> yeah, it's getting crazy, man. So enough of this shit. I wish somebody would just buy out all the streaming and just pay one price instead of all this different shit where you got to subscribe just to see one show you want to see, then cancel this shit. It's getting annoying. Yeah. But whatever. Um. So shit, that's all I got. I ain't going to lie. I got to run to the bathroom, man. So we got to yeah. go ahead and wrap that. I was going to wait till three hours exactly, but shit, I yeah, got to go. We done anyway. <laughs> Bucket. Let's wrap this thing up. Appreciate everybody who joined the podcast tonight, man. Everybody who watched, everybody who commented. HRW on Twitch, um, Matt Winekinis on YouTube, Alan, um, Miguel, of course, Ernesto, uh, everybody who dropped in and said, What's up, man? We appreciate you, Troy, on Facebook, Mark Nash TV on YouTube. We love y'all and we appreciate y'all. And until next time, peace.